Hey Binsters, this is Jason Zamber from Minnesota calling to say congratulations on episode 400 of Back to the Bins. I raised a glass of warm Mountain Dew to you guys, doing a fantastic job. I know I speak for a lot of people when I say hearing your voices on the weekends, cracking up, talking about old comic books, uh, makes life a lot sweeter. I hope that 2020 brings us more cameo guest spots by Michael Bailey and J. David Weeder. There is a desperate deficit of those guys in podcasting these days. It's always great to hear their voices on Bins. So have a wonderful new year. Congratulations. And just so you know, back to the bins is Jaws. Hey, what's up, Doc? What's cooking? What's up, Doc? Oh, you're looking for bugs, bunny bunting. Duck is gonna hunting just to get a rabbit skin. But now the rabbit's gonna get. What's up, Doc? What's cooking? Hey, look out. Stop. Back to the bins. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 400 of Back to the Bins. Woohoo! That's right, 400. Now, wait a minute, you got to do it right. You, this is it. Hit the da, da, da. Overture, oh. hit, the, hit lights. the lights. This is it, hit. a night of nights, and oh, what heights we'll hit. On with the show, this is On it. With the song, this is it. <laughs> or show, cha, show, cha, cha. Starring that Oscar winning rabbit. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that part, yeah. (laughs) So, today is our long-awaited, it is going to be our 400th episode, but it's also our long-awaited Top Looney Tunes slash Merry Melodies show. And as we were talking about before we started the actual recording, this is a very loose list because I think every time one of us mentions one that the other ones hadn't thought of, we're going to be, oh yeah, that should be on my list too. (laughs) So, I, I think it's it's the... T- the ones we came up with for now, but I'm sure there's a lot we haven't thought about and would add to the list. So I'm going to put out the call beforehand that anybody listening to this, if you think of ones that we did not mention, email them in because I'm sure it's, it'll bring back good memories for us and we'd like to hear whatever ones we miss. So right. before Absolutely. we get to that, 400 episodes, guys. That's a lot of shows. That's and, amazing. And you know what's coming up that is, also? That is amazing. You know what's coming up very, very soon? Episode 50 of Avengers Spotlight. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I, I didn't realize we had done that many, but then, you know, I was mm. editing the most recent issue, most recent episode, which I believe is number 49. Ooh, okay. I'll have to dig around for something. So we 50. need to find something special for episode 50, I think. And I've been here for like three of them, right? At, at least. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. It's probably been more like five or six. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what? 
I mean, minutes. We've we've mentioned it numerous times, and as much as I enjoy just making you miserable when I can, uh, we understand the whole thing is you know work hours, family hours, things come up. This is fun. This is a hobby. When they start paying for us for it, then we can start complaining about when you are and are not here. Yeah, that's that's the thing. You know, I it, it you know I love podcasting. I, I enjoy this immensely and everything. But at the end of the day. Don't pay no bills, so yeah, it doesn't pay no you know. bills, and it doesn't keep your wife still coming back to your house. <laughs> well, no, actually, maybe it does. <laughs> it's oh, good, he's podcasting. I can go home. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, there there are other commitments that that take our time. I do this because it's fun. I do it because it's an excuse for us to to virtually get together every you know, in theory, every week. So this is this is like my night out with the boys, even though I'm just you know, just in another room in the house. <laughs> and uh, it's been, I mean, 400 episodes now, you know, we, we always have to go back to the fact that the first 88 of them were before I was on the show. So it's really only three and change. But then when you add in the Avengers spotlights, add in some special episodes, add in the point episodes that we did while we were trying to delay <laughs> as we got to 100, uh, you know, we're, we're probably not that far off anyway. Yeah. Well, all I have to say is, I wish my brother George was here. <laughs> now, <laughs> let, let's let's talk a little bit about that before we start going on to our list. And I'm going to go right to that first. When you watched this as a kid, did you have any idea what he was doing when he did that? Did you know that was Liberace? I think I did, but I think I when I saw it, I think I only knew it because I was familiar with Liberace because of my grandmother and seeing him on the Batman show as the villain there. So I knew the gag. I, I was somewhat familiar with the gag, and then he did have a brother. And I it might have been my grandmother that explained it to me. There were so many references somebody, I remember made. somebody explaining it to me, yeah. And, and I, yeah. I'd speak about Bugs Bunny as if he's a real person. Uh, there were so many references <laughs> that he made that were really the pop culture of the time the shows were being made or the, the shorts were being made. That as a kid, I had no idea what they were talking about, but I still found it amusing. And there's probably some that I still don't even you know, know exactly get, like, what the reference is. Because we're talking about things that were made in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and the early 60s. Speaking of that, one of the ones on my list ha- had a phrase that I forgot was in it. And I watched it tonight. And, and at the end of it, one, one of the characters goes, turn out that light. Yeah, that's... I, yeah. That's, that's uh, from yeah. like World War Two. Yes. Or or what about you, uh, what you know, about when something... he says, uh, "Could that be a gremlin?" Well, it ain't Wendell Wilkie. Who the he- what other yeah. kid knows who Wendell Wilkie is? Are you looking at my notes? <laughs> this subject will come up again because there's something very specific to my list I want to talk about when we get to it. Uh, that you know, Looney Tunes definitely informed me on this subject. But you know, I, I think it's very important to. You know, as you're saying that, you know, there's there's a lot. I mean, that was the thing with these cartoons is that it really informed a whole new generation, you know, our generation of, you know, things from from the 30s, 40s and 50s that we probably otherwise wouldn't have known about. And I think that's really cool. I mean, uh, you know, we were talking before we got started about, you know, there's an album I have. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I can look it up real quick. But it's basically it, it's like a greatest hits of of the different songs that characters sing, mostly Bugs Bunny, 
in the different cartoons. You know, like he he sings, uh, you know, I Dream of Genie and, uh, oh, God, you know, all these different songs. And, you know, those were popular songs way back then. And, And it's, you know, so it's really cool that, you know, we have an identifier, even though it's, you know, these cartoons you know, with a with an age that, you know, we didn't necessarily live through. I think that's really neat. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, like you say, the pop culture references, um, the wartime cartoons, you know, I mean, that that really, for me as a kid, really informed me on, you know, the whole lingo and, and a lot of stuff, you know, talking about like the uh I'm trying to remember what they were called, like the stamps. There's the one, I don't know if it's the one with the gremlins or not, where he's talking about, you know, he had a certain, was this like his A card or, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, you know, turn out that light and all these different things. And that, I just, there's something about that I find really cool. I, I don't know that that's ever really happened with, you know, another series of, of film or, or anything like that, where it really gave you a, you know, as a, as a young kid, an insight into a, into a generation that was, you know, quite a while before you were even born type of thing. Well, we could, I mean, we could mention dozens and dozens of them if we try hard enough to, but the one who's coming to mind right now is him dressed up as the conductor, walking and people going, Leopold, Leopold, it's Leopold. (laughs) (laughs) Which is actually a reference to Leopold Stokowski. Right, a, a conductor who was known for uh, conducting freehand as opposed to with a baton. So, and he he died. I just looked him up quickly. He died in 1977. He was born in 1882. Oof. Uh, if I'm so not he, mistaken, he lived to be 95 years old. Isn't he the one that did the music for Fantasia? Uh, am, am I? I could I'm be wrong take, about I'm that. I'm taking a look now on his Wikipedia page. Because I, I specifically remember the part where Mickey comes out and, and tugs on his jacket, and I, I think he calls him Mr. Stokowski. That's Leopold Stokowski, right? That's that's Leopold's name. I'm just, uh, you, I mean, you'd have a better memory of that than I would. Uh, his Wikipedia page goes on and on and on. Uh, a statue of the maestro shaking hands with Mickey Mouse, a recreation of the memorable moment in Fantasia, stands in the lobby of Disney's Contemporary Resort in Walt Disney World in Orlando. Uh, not anymore, it doesn't. Okay, well, it, does, it, does, it, it does on the Wikipedia not. page, though. <laughs> but good, very right. good call, yeah. very good uh, pick up there. But there's so many, so many little things like that. I mean, I think of, uh, you know, baby's going to have to have a ham sandwich. I didn't know who, who Lauren Bacall was back then. <laughs> could you spare, a, you know, could you spare a... What is it? A quarter for, for a fellow American who's down. For a fellow American down. Now, Get out of here! Now I knew, even as a kid, I knew that was Humphrey Bogart, but I didn't know it was from the Treasure of Sierra Madre, and that he had done the same thing in that movie. Mm-hmm. So this, you well, know, like you know, there's the one I, I forget what the name of it, but it's basically like Bugs's life story. He's recounting this his life story to somebody <laughs> over the phone, and there's oh. the part where he's down and out. Yeah, that's right. And it's showing oh, yeah. all the all the bums in the park, and they were all famous people. And and again, I think that was probably the first time, what you know, as I a kid, that I, I learned like who Bing Crosby and I'm trying to remember the other ones. Uh, uh, they probably had uh, Al Jolson. Al Jolson was one yeah. of them, and you know, which you probably and that's won't and see. I remember you know, you won't see on TV anymore, I'm sure. Bugs, what are you doing here? You you don't belong with these losers. Come on. <laughs> Things were tough that year. A lot of actors were out of work. Hey, fellas. Here comes Elmer Fudd, that big vaudeville star. 
I hear he's looking for a partner for his act. Mammy, Mammy, here's a sunny boy. Nobody else is. Look at me, Mammy, 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 Mammy. Every morning, every evening, ain't we got fun? Not much money, but oh, honey, ain't we got fun? You must have been a beautiful baby. Bugs Bunny, why are you hanging around with these guys? They'll never amount to anything. You got too much talent. I need you in my act. I'll give you equal billing. You'll be a star. You're great. You're wonderful. I need you. What do you say, Bugs? But now, was that They'll never amount to anything? <laughs> you know, see, that's another thing where I think they did something twice because. One of the cartoons I found tonight that I forgot about was called This is a Life? Question mark. <laughs> and I think that's what that's from. But you said he was recounting it on a phone. And I think there was a movie or another cartoon where he's talking to like an agent. And like he's sitting at a poolside, right? Yeah. He's got his glasses yes. on and he's yeah. talking. But yeah. I think it might have been also into where like Elmer Fudd, like, like you know, where, where they did This is Your Life, which is a TV show that was on back in the day, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. But right. they called it This is a Life? <laughs> I kind of remember that, yeah. And then, then he, yeah, his, now his, that you say that, I can't remember that. His big role was uh, in the... We're the boys of the chorus. We hope you like our show. Right. No, you're rooting for us, but now we got to go. And what was cool about that, what I love about that, is you hear the chorus people all singing in tune with each other, and then you hear that Bugs Bunny voice in the background. Got to go. And then, like, each time he looks angrier and angrier, too. He's like, Oh, we are the boys of chorus. We hope you like our show. We know you're rooting for us, but now we have to go. I love that. It's so. I mean, these. This is just so many great things. Uh, and so, I mean, to me, Bugs Bunny's kind of been there my, my whole life. I don't ever remember a time when I didn't. Obviously, as as a baby, you know, you're not familiar with it. But it's, from the point where I'm old enough to remember, there's always been those cartoons on, and it was a staple, not only of Saturday mornings with the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour, but every afternoon there was like a half an hour, uh, you know, syndicated show where they'd show. Three cartoons, you know, eight minutes each with with commercials to fill out the 30 minutes. And it would be a Bugs Bunny cartoon, a non-Bugs Bunny cartoon, and then another Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one of the things I really liked about them as a kid, too, was that, you know, my dad was really into them. I, I can't remember anything else, really, that, that I liked as a kid like that, you know, like cartoons or, or, you know, shows for young people or anything like that, that my, that my dad would actually watch along, you know, and, and not, you know, he might watch along with, I don't know, like Sesame street or something, but he'd probably rip on it and make jokes and stuff. But with the, you know, with the cartoon, with the Warner brothers cartoons, he would watch along and, and really laugh. And I know he had a whole string of his favorites too. And, uh, and that's kind of neat. I, I, you know, he and, probably and he got the grew jokes up with a lot of these, too, did. and I never really thought about that as a kid, you know, that that dad probably remembered some of these from his childhood and stuff. I never really thought about that, but it's probably true. For Hell, for all I know, he may have even seen some of them in the theater. I don't know. Yeah, there was so, so many, like, references that we wouldn't get today that I didn't get back then until I had to figure it out. Like, like there, one to where some dogs are chasing him. He goes by a bookstore and he looks and goes, look, 
and like the dogs look and they all run the other way and it says a tree grows in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. All the dogs are going to go take a piss. <laughs> they don't say that for the first thing that was available that's the same one that's when he's recounting his life oh is he oh, okay <laughs> all right so why don't we why don't we stop talking in the generalizations and get into oh, our wait episode. i just wanted to do one more sure, gen- go ahead one more generalization so did you ever use the catchphrases from the cartoons and think they were cool and people just looked at you like you were crazy I st- oh, all, all the, the time. time, yeah. All the time. I still call people maroons. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, when I was in the service, I, uh, one of the times I was really drunk, and I looked at someone and said, I'm strictly a teetotaler. <laughs> I, some of them aren't aren't uh, politically Never correct anymore. Like, yeah. every once in a while, like, yeah, look at somebody and say, you are a mental case. You are a mental case. You don't look good. It's about time you came to see the doctor. Here, you better sit down. I'll get the doc. <laughs> right. I say, I say, hold on now, boy. What the hell are you doing? Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah, go away, boy. You bother me. Yeah, I'm doing Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's full. And if you're not cool enough to think it's funny, then you don't need to hang out with me. <laughs> And you should be listening to this show, so That's just turn it off now. So, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll jump in. Go ahead. This this was this one. This was Paul's idea. I say Paul should run. Oh, first. okay. All right. All right. Now, mine. I, I as we said, I, I have a list here with which goes on and on a little bit, uh, and I really was wasn't able to put them in a specific order because they're just you know which one's my favorite? Every one. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, it's you know they're all. I think they're all great, and I think uh, they're really not in any set order, like I said. And there's probably a couple of dozen that I've forgotten. That when people remind me, I'm going to say, "Oh yeah, that that belongs on the list too." But the first one that I have on my list is from 1955. It's a Looney Tunes, and it's called Hide and Hair, directed <laughs> by Fritz Freeling, and it is the uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde episode. Uh, <laughs> So and and there's just so many little things in this one I love. There's uh, and and this is the one that has I wish my brother George was here, and it has you are a mental case. <laughs> uh, you know it starts off. Yeah, that's with, when he comes up behind him. And yeah, it starts off with bugs. You know the the Doctor Jekyll is uh, is is you know oh he's such a timid little rabbit and he comes out and he's pretending to be timid. Then finally he's like, look Doc, you want you want to give me the rabbit the the, the uh, carrots? I want the carrots. Why don't you just take me home? <laughs> Carry me. Uh, but Bugs, it's one of the things I found just fascinating as I thought about this one is Bugs Bunny has a carrot addiction in this episode. <laughs> he he really just cannot help himself. He ends up eating the carrot even though it turns him into you know it turns him into the Doctor, the Mr. Hyde the, version the, the of Bugs Bunny. The big hulking bunny. <laughs> but, but like when the, when the doctor accused him, did you eat that? What? How dare you accuse me of eating that? <laughs> Meanwhile, he did. <laughs> I just think this is one of the best. I remember this one. I, I remember it, but I remember the the Sylvester and Tweety version of it oh. better because I think they played that more often. So I'm wondering... The if they recycled any monster. of this for that one. Quite possibly. They, we, like we were talking about before we started recording, they definitely did recycle bits. 
Right. So it wouldn't shock and me I'm, at all. I'm trying to remember if Jekyll looked the same in, in both versions, if maybe they recycled at least some of his animation. I, I'm not really sure. I would say if you wanted might... to do a live-action version of him, you'd get a... Uh... What's his name from Green Acres? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Eddie, Albert? Eddie Albert? Eddie Albert, yeah. Yeah. Eddie yeah. Albert? Really? You can't? Can you picture Dr. Jekyll? Yeah, I can see it. I thought it would be... Yeah, mm-hmm. I can totally see it. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. But when he turns <laughs> into him, he looks more like um, uh, Peter Lorre? Or just with that freaky looking... Oh, he's got like the, the fright wig on and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the fright wig and a weird face. Green, <clears throat> green skin. When Bugs is playing the piano, he's like, and then he walks up behind him, and he doesn't even turn around. He doesn't even turn around, but his ears go crazy, and his eyes go wide, yeah, and he, yeah, starts, he starts playing, playing like, off-key. I always thought he looked like a, like a monster version of Jack Benny's bum character there, you know, the <laughs> the one with a weird, wild, or, or was it Red Skelton? No, Red Skelton. Red Skelton is, Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's my. I'm not going to even put numbers on them. I'm just going to say it's my first one that I'm that I'm commenting on. I'm trying to keep a list as we go. So. Okay. Uh, you want me to jump? Yeah. Paul, or Scott, you want to go? Or you want me to go? No, go go ahead. All right. Um, the first one that I picked out just from doing my research was uh, a tale of two kitties. I have that on my list. That was with the the Abbott and Costello cats. Yep. I oh guess, my uh, god, I, I hate them. You like was, them? It was really? Babbitt, Babbitt and Catstello. Hey, Babbitt. Oh my god. I, I if I, <laughs> I would have lost money because I would have bet that nobody would, would put that. Uh, wow. You would have lost I'm a lot shocked. of money because it's on both of our lists. Wow. I am really That's, shocked. that's the first episode ever with Tweety Bird in it. I, you know, a, I was wondering about that. That's his debut. Looked, and he is a very, sadistic little hen. He's got no is that, fur. Is either. that where he he no looks more like a like a just born baby bird where yeah, he didn't like have a, like the yellow colors? Yes, yeah, he, like yeah he had no feathers. He was all pinkish and weird looking. He yeah he he, he makes him. Uh, I, I don't remember if he makes him fall or if he like has something fall on him. Oh, he dropped he comes, Poor Putty Tat. He crushed his little head. <laughs> Well, that's when he drops the anvil on. Him. Okay. And then and, and then and then when he's on the springs and he's jumping up, like, you know, he shoots a gun at him. Well, it it was a water gun, and then he comes up with a diving helmet and he throws a, throws a stick of dynamite in there, bringing <laughs> us through the uh, the episode. This was from 1942, and it was a Merry Melodies. Mm. Just for what for what that's worth. And this one had uh, a <laughs> comment. You know, you talk about humor that's not meant for little kids. When oh. uh, when when Catstello is going after him and he thinks he has him and uh, Babbitt give me the bird give me the bird and then Cat, I, and then Catstello says bird. yeah I'd I'd like to show him the bird <laughs> but the senses won't let me <laughs> so there, there's a joke that a young kid wouldn't get give me the bird give me the bird if the Hayes office would only let me I'd give him the point all right. But then, like a reference to like World War Two, he 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 puts two boards on his arms and he pulls them back with a rubber band and he takes off and he's the cat's flying through the air and he's like, I'm a Spitfire. <laughs> I think I think my love of this one really comes more from the fact that I love Abbott and Costello. 
you know, to, to answer Scott's criticism of it. Uh, but it's got some moments in it. I, I definitely think it was it's it's worthy of being on my list just the same. See, I thought this one was when I was searching, I the one that I thought was like this or was in here was with the two cats and the one cat uh the one cat stops breathing. Breathe, stupid, breathe, and he's smacking him. <laughs> I didn't remember which one that you is. You forgot to breathe. <laughs> forgot, I forgot to breathe again. Yeah, but that's know. not that's not an Abbott and Costello take. No, that's like though. a that's like a George and Lenny one, right? Yeah, I Something think so. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> So yeah, the uh, a tale of t- I got hydrophobia. This one's directed by Bob Clampett. Uh, for what that's brother right. of Jed. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and at the end of it is where the the two cats are sneaking up on a bird and because oh when he was a Spitfire the bird is wearing an air like a air warden hat and he calls up and they're they're doing gunfire to shoot him down and then. They're running to get him at the end, and their eyes are all big and yellow. And then the bird turns and says, "Turn out that light!" And then their, their eyes like click 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 click. Now this one, uh, at some point, it, I guess Warner Brothers screwed up because they failed to renew the copyright in 1970, and it's in the public domain. Oh. So we're allowed to put this one on our episode. We could play the Ooh. whole thing. That actually, that makes sense. So. Every so often um, at work, somebody will put on. Um, I think it's. I think it's either on YouTube or Netflix. I forget. But there's like this bundle of cartoons that you can play. It runs for like six or eight hours. I think it's on YouTube. And I, as I was watching it, I was like, a lot of the, you know, there are a lot of them are really old. I mean, much older than than the cartoons we're talking about. And I was thinking, oh, you know, these must be public domain. And then all of a sudden it would play like one of these mm-hmm. that you're talking about. You know, I think I know the block cat. you're talking about. And so that, that actually makes through. sense then if the copyright expired then and they became public domain. That's why they get lumped in with these, you know, these huge blocks of, of cartoons that are on uh, on YouTube. That that makes a lot of sense. I've definitely seen the the one that you're talking about. And, you know, I like the gags and everything. It's just I was never the biggest Abbott and Costello fan to begin with. But the the Abbott character, which which one's the fat one? That's Costello. Costello. Right? Yeah, Costello. yeah. He's so over exaggerated. And, and Frank, I just find him really annoying. The constant going bye 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 in, in the cartoon, just, oh, not in not the nuts. real life Costello that you're not talking about. Right, yeah, that's what I mean. The real I don't remember the one in real life ever doing that. Oh, the, yeah, there, he did. there was someone oh, when he had to one. be afraid or something where he would do that a little bit, but it wasn't as much as it was in yeah, this. Yeah, as much. Well, yeah, and this is whistle. only like a 7-minute. I seven don't minute. understand the thing with the whistle where he oh, whistles. Yeah, he yep, I remember Each doing it. And I was like, ah, yeah, it, that one just I'm sorry, that one grates on me it really does. See, I don't remember which <laughs> one I saw first, the cartoon or an Abbott and, and Costello movie. So I, I it blurs as to what I saw first. I grew up with Abbott and Costello hey. movies. Every Sunday morning they showed one on uh, Channel 11 yeah. locally here. And so I grew yeah, up we with had those the too. same way I grew up with these. And I, I, I would say I was familiar with them at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. I think they both happened at the same time. I, I don't know which one happened first, though. So. All right. 
Scott, you ready? Scoot. I am ready. So uh, I had the same problem that you had. I, I could not possibly put these in, in any definitive order. And, uh, you know, I know you already gave the disclaimer, but I'll give it again. You know, th- this is by no means definitive because as we're talking, I'm I'm thinking of new ones and going, oh, yes, of course, and stuff like that. So these are just ones I came up with really just off the top of my head, but I'm sure, you know, my, you asked me a week from now, my list could be completely different, but anyway, for, uh, you know, to have them in some sort of order, just for discussion, I decided I just was going to put them in date order. So Mm. I'm just going to go with the first one on my list by its date. Um, this one, uh, you know, according to the source of all information, Wikipedia, um, Initially was released March 28, 1942. It's uh, the Wabbit Who Came to Supper. Telegram for Elmer Ford. Uh, what's up, Doc? Dear nephew, I'm waving you three million dollars in my will. Uncle Wooey. Oh, boy, I'm witch. I'm witch. P.S. But you don't get one cent if you harm any animals, especially wabbits. You're free now with the wabbit. Go and womp and frolic in the forest. Okay, yeah, we would... Let's tell Uncle Louie. <laughs> so say hi to Uncle Louie for me. I, I love that one. There's so many great gags in that cartoon. Um... You know, it, it just it cracks me up every single time I, I watch it, and I've seen it a million times. Um, I, I think one of the ones that that really gets me the most is right towards the very end of the cartoon, where you know most of it is a chase. You know, uh, uh, Elmer Fudd's chasing Bugs all over, so he's trying to get him to leave because Bugs is just, and Bugs is at his like most, you know, just really just being you know he's being a dick (laughs) he's really just you know letting letting uh, poor elmer fudd have it but you know sometimes sometimes bugs bunny was hard to root for you know most of the time you, you you really you know he was funny and you rooted for him and you wanted him to win but sometimes he was almost evil and this is one where he's kind of evil but in a funny way but anyway there's a moment where uh where Elmer Fudd's really just had enough of him and, and he's chasing him all over the house and Bugs runs into a, you know, runs into a room, slams the door. And then a moment later, uh, Elmer Fudd gets to the door, throws it open. And we see uh, the shot from Elmer's perspective where, <laughs> where, where Bugs Bunny's standing there and he's, He's dressed in women's panties, and he's holding his hands across his chest, you know, like like he just, you know like he just walked in on a on a topless woman or something. He's standing in front of this vanity, and he just goes ah, <laughs> but slams the door, and he stands there, and he gets all red faced, and then you see this dawn of of realization hit him, like, wait, what? Yeah, it's just priceless. I love it. And there's a lot of them that that do that gag, but th- that one I think does it best, and I really get a kick out of that one. Uh, yeah, this this just 
you know, for anybody who doesn't remember, because we're just kind of dancing around it a little bit, uh, Elmer's hunting for bugs. He's just about to get him when he gets a telegram saying his Uncle Louie kicked the bucket and is going to leave him $3 million as long as he never harms any animals, especially rabbits. So, you know, Bugs is, Elmer's like, okay, little rabbit, you could go free now. But Bugs decides, nah, I'm going to be a dick and I'm going to torture him <laughs> as much as possible. So he follows him home. <laughs> And then he uh, is too. He's a he's a total dick in that. One. I, I think my favorite part is just when, uh, like, he finally gets him out of the house, and and Bugs is like, it's it's cold out here, you know. I'm, I'm gonna die. Say goodbye <laughs> to Uncle Louie for me. <laughs> Elmer <laughs> opens the door and brings him in, sets him up by the fire. <laughs> oh, don't die, Will Wabbit. <laughs> The only problem that cartoon's got, and I think this every time I watch it, is it's like they didn't know how to end it. That's the only problem that cartoon's got, because it's got kind of a kind of a lackluster ending to it. I but think they should have that, ended it I mean, at the point when he got when he got the inheritance and found out that he only ended up with a what was it? He ended up owing a dollar ninety eight when it was done right. because of all the taxes. Right. I think you could have ended it there, but instead they started yeah. having him chase him again, and then he got a, an Easter egg with all these you know all these baby bunnies jumping out of it saying what's up doc <laughs> so it was kind of kind of a silly you know non sequitur ending to it where i think they could have ended it at the dollar 98 part right so but it's it's still it's, you know i'm gonna say it about everyone oh it's great <clears throat> it is I, I really love that one so okay so it's back to me then mm-hmm. so it's the next one on my list is baby buggy bunny from 1954, it's a Merry Melodies. It's directed by Chuck Jones, and it features the character of Babyface Finster, who robbed the last <laughs> nation- okay. national bank and then pretended to be a baby left at Bugs' doorstep. Oh, Finster! Oh, Finster, baby! Oh, there you are, you naughty baby! How many times have I told you not to play with that dirty money? Finster. Shaving, smoking a cigar, and with tattoos? And uh, his tattoo says Maisie, Singapore, 1932. And I think my favorite line, the one I've used the most often from this one, is when he's pretending that he thinks it's a baby when he already knows it's not, and he's torturing him, and he throws him up in the air, and then while he's in the air, says, Oops, I do believe I forgot my fudge. (laughs) And he turns around and walks away, lets him land on his head. That's when he goes, oops, the baby, oops, the baby, right? How many times do I have to tell you not to play with the dirty money? (laughs) (laughs) Just, I don't know, it's just one one of the ones that stayed with me over the years, and, you know, another one that I love. What year, I forgot now, what year are we looking at? 1954, so still a while before any of us even existed. And, uh, <laughs> well, it, and Babyface Finster, anybody, can anybody remember his real name? Uh, Ant Hill Harry. Okay. So it's, you know, it, it's... Yeah, I got I to be honest, I do not remember this one. Oh, you oh. don't? Well, you know, you know what I'm going to recommend to you and anybody else listening? If there's any that you, if you're a fan of these cartoons and you don't remember anyone we talk about, see if you could find it on 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 youtube or something see you know see if it's available anywhere because all of these are, are golden it's uh like i said ba- you know he's he's a, basically i guess you know the improper word he's a little person i can't use the improper word anymore 
and uh, he robs the bank, and then he, you know, to his, the, the police are all after him, so to hide from the police, he pretends to be a baby, and, you know, left at Bugs's doorstep. And initially, Bugs is, uh, you know, he's, he thinks it's a real baby, and he's, he's very into the whole, you know, trying to nurture the young child until he realizes what it is when he walks in and, and catches him shaving. And, uh, <laughs> and from that point forward, you know, Finster doesn't know that Bugs knows, so he's he turns the tables on him basically. Yep. So okay, that's my my second one. What do you got, Bill? Uh, well, you guys are going in date order, aren't you? Or no, no, I'm just no. I'm, oh, okay, I'm okay. more random than anything. Else. Well, I I. It's really the, one, the order I thought of them in. I'm gonna pick one that I think you guys don't have because I know we're gonna because there was one I was gonna say but I know so, somebody has to have it so I'm just gonna wait. Um, but I'm gonna call it. I a, love the singer. Like the moon and no. the Juna and the Springer. I like the singer. I hate that one too. <laughs> I, no, I like that. It's Owl Jolson. Um, drink Jolson, to yeah. me and then. <laughs> anyway. It's kind of a trilogy, which I discovered that it was a trilogy because I think it's the only three pairings of these or of these two characters, and and we talked about it before before the show. And that's uh, oh, what was that on yours too? I have a trilogy online. I don't know what you're gonna say. Well, it's the one with Porky and Sylvester. (sighs) Boy, oh boy, every good old bed. Good night, Sylvester. Sylvester. Scaredy Cat was the first one I found. It's when they're in a haunted house. Then the second I one, that I, was, that, one. that I was actually looking for. See, you may think it's you may not realize that it was two different ones because the one the one that always sticks in my head is when the mice are stacked up one on top of another and they're they got a sheet over them and they're. Going down a hallway and the music they play is yes. yes, and that is called claws for alarm, and <laughs> so and then the what's, third what's the one where they're driving away at the end and all the eyes start popping up in in the dash. You know, I don't the, know if that's claws for alarm or scaredy cat. I think which it's, is the one yeah. when. Porky doesn't believe Sylvester. Oh, he never believes him in any and, of them. And, and then, and then there's a scene and, and he's, where, where he's where they, where the, the, they capture Porky and he holds up a sign that says "You were right" or something like I, that. I and Sylvester's so able to get away, but he comes back to save Porky. Yeah, he's got the little. He's yeah. He he runs out of the house and he's got the little devil and then like you know you know or or like the little angel version of himself is holding up the sign saying remember and it shows porky giving him milk when he was a kitten and all this and you know so then he goes back in and he fights all the mice and everything but i think that's clause for alarm but it could be scaredy cat the first time i ever saw that that, see i don't remember any of that so the first time i ever saw that one was at a at a uh, comic convention in manhattan in the 1970s and the way they used to do it you know in the hotel shows they'd have a room where they were just showing constant old you know, movies and TV shows and, and whatever. And that was an episode they showed in that room. And it's the first time I ever saw that one. Mm. So you've never seen a third one called Jumpin' Jupiter to where they go camping and they get picked up by aliens. And I at the I end don't of remember it, that one. At the end of it, they end up on, on the moon. Porky comes out of his... He slept through the whole, whole thing. He comes out 
and he's like stretching and he's like oh look at the moon you know and and it's like the earth in the distance (laughs) and then they drive across the moon or like another planet and then they're like driving through these giant aliens legs so that's like a trilogy of of ones but the one with the mice the mice just crack me up because they're so they're so freaking evil there's, like, there's a Napoleon either in mouse Scaredy at the Cat end, isn't or in there? Claws for for Alarm, Sylvester gets put in a basket in the kitchen, and all of a sudden the the basket lowers into the floor, and then they show a clock, and the clock like three hours passes on the clock, and then he he raises back up out of the floor, but he's like ghost white and he's gibbering like. <laughs> it's like what did these mice do to him? <laughs> They're so freaking evil. They're trying to, you know, uh, they 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 got a noose on Porky, and Sylvester runs runs in and he cuts the noose loose, but of course Porky wakes up and Sylvester's got a straight razor in his hand. He's holding the noose up and he's like, ah, ba 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 ba. What are you doing there? You know. It's, it's Sylvester. I thought I told you. It, it, this is no time for comedy. I, you take off that disguise. You take off that makeup this minute. I should have gotten a fox, a cocker span, and a silly dog. Come on, you scaredy cat. Come on. I tell you, there's nothing in there. Oh, okay. I'm going into that kitchen by myself and prove what a yellow dog of a cowardly cat you really are. Scaredy Cat is 1948 Merry Melodies. It's Chuck Jones. And just looking at the Wikipedia description on it, uh, it says here, Porky, sick and tired of Sylvester's foolishness, decides to go into the kitchen by himself to That's show Sylvester there's nothing to fear. After a few seconds of silence, Sylvester takes a look in the kitchen and witnesses the mice parading as they did the cat. Uh, oh, yeah, only now it is Porky, early. bound and gagged, and on his way to be decapitated. As the mice take him away, Porky holds up a sign which reads, You were right, Sylvester. Out of fear, <laughs> Sylvester scrambles out of the house. As he rests to catch his breath, his conscience, a miniature Sylvester wearing a wizard's robe and carrying a star-tipped wand, appears. He magically produces an easel on which the word coward is written. And then, with diagrams and charts, he reminds Sylvester how Porky raised him from a kitten, showing him the comparative sizes of a cat to a mouse, and demands he get back in there and fight. Suddenly, bursting with courage after all this, Sylvester grabs a tree branch to use as a weapon, then decides to use the whole tree instead, and races back into the mouse-infested house to fight. He then sends hundreds of murderous rodents running for their lives, much to his conscience delight. The end. Yes, the end. So the one I'm thinking of is the other one that Bill mentioned, which was Claws for Alarm. They played the... See, I grew up... I don't know about you guys, but I grew up under the mistaken impression that I'd seen every Warner Brothers cartoon. And, uh, yeah, I I have learned that uh, that is definitely not true. But I used to watch, you know, when they would play them on Saturday mornings in our local area... There were a lot of them, but there were also a lot of repeats. So because they repeated them and we got to know them so well, I just assumed that, okay, well, I've seen them all. And uh, I don't remember the one you're talking about, but I definitely remember Claws for Alarm. I love that one. And that one has – now, I don't know if they both have the same scene with that spooky music, but I definitely remember that scene being in Claws for Alarm. Now, because no, that's it wasn't any where... other one because I watched that and I was waiting for it. I'm like, well, wait a minute. It's not here. So then I had to do a search for cartoons with just Sylvester and Porky in it. And that's when I right. found the, the other two. And I totally forgot about the one where they go into space. 
because I haven't seen that one as many times. Like you're saying, it's not one that was in like a heavy rotation. Right. Yeah, this is the one where they're they're driving and they mm-hmm. stop at this it's like a ghost town and they check into the mo- the hotel and I don't I think oh, they right. sign themselves in like there's nobody even there. <laughs> and all night long, you know, the somebody's like trying to murder them and I I, I can't it's, remember it's the mice. If it's mice. Yeah, this is close. Yeah, I guess along. it might be. And and Sylvester keeps saving Porky, but he does it in such a way that annoys Porky because he's trying to get sleep and everything. Yes. And I remember the part where he throws him out in the hallway and he's bundled up. You know, Sylvester's all curled up real tight and he's scared and he's shaking and everything. And he sees this ghost come up the stairs. <laughs> and that's where they played that spooky music. And I loved that music when I was a kid. I was like, oh, that is great spooky music. And then and he just and then, flips out. That's a that is a great one. I like that one. And then the mice and, and then the ghost passes in front of an open window where the light comes through and and, and then you see there's like 12 mice, one right. on top of another underneath the sheet. Now, according to Wikipedia, it says some cartoon buffs view Claws for Alarm as the creepiest and darkest of the trio of cartoons. <laughs> Centered on Porky yeah. and Sylvester's weird vacations, noting the simpler drawings and almost never seen mice. Emru Townsend, writing for the online animation magazine Frames Per Second, lists Claws as one of his favorites for Halloween and comments Claws for Alarm makes the cut for Halloween because, unlike the other two cartoons, the sense of fear and dread comes from in the very first frame. Townsend also cites the true horror movie fashion of the ending where the monsters are not completely vanquished. Oh, that must be the one you're saying where the mice That's are the, in the... the eyes in the speedometer. The dash. Ah. Yep. Yeah. All right. This, that one, yeah, the close uh, for alarm was 1954. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the Wikipedia synopsis, the last sentence is, after a last look back, Sylvester breathes a sigh of relief, not seeing the pair of eyes blinking from the speedometer uh, as the film closes <laughs> with the words, that's all, folks. Yeah, that's that one's always stuck with me. That's a really good one. And it is creepy. All right. What's next? Is it my turn? Yep. Yep. All right. Next one on my list. Oh, my God. This one, this one's probably in my top three. I really love this one. And uh, like I say, I didn't rank mine. But uh, if, if I had to rank them, this this one's definitely up there. And you were talking before about quoting cartoons. I quoted this one a lot, uh, a specific line from this one. All right, so this one is uh, was released uh, February 20th, 1943. It's a Merry Melodies. It's Tortoise Wins by a Hair. <laughs> and I friggin' love this one. This is the second one of a trilogy, and that's, that's why I was nervous that, that Bill was stealing my trilogy oh. here. Um, I forget the name of the very first one. It, it was where it was, it was retelling the classic fairy tale of, of the tortoise and the hare racing, except the tortoise is uh, Cecil uh, Cecil the Turtle and Bugs Bunny. And Cecil wins in that one because he cheats, but he never gets caught. So is that when he has the motor this, under his shell? Uh, no, no, I think that's the third one. No, he cheats because he has his he calls up his family and they all look alike. So they cheat by, you know, they start the race and, of course, Bugs Bunny just, he takes off. And he doesn't realize that all of Cecil's family members are scattered all along the the path of the race. 
So he thinks the the turtle that goes over the finish line at the end is the is the first turtle from the start of the race, and it's not. So you know they cheat their their way through the whole thing. So anyway, this this one is the second one of the series, and I, what I really like about this is not only are the gags really funny and the characters are hilarious, and they do a lot of that. I'm trying to remember. There's a term for it. It's squash and stretch, and the, so the animation style is very, you know, it's much looser. Um, it's it's just got a really interesting animation style. But the thing I like best about it is there's not a lot of Bugs Bunny uh, cartoons where Bugs gets one over on him, like somebody gets one over on him. And this one starts right out with Bugs already on the defensive because he's frustrated and annoyed and pissed off, and he's he's reviewing uh, the the video, you know, the movie of his race with the turtle and trying to figure out how the hell did this turtle beat me? And he can't figure it out, so he goes to him and challenges him again, <laughs> and it just goes, you know, it goes off in, in crazy directions and. What's really funny is uh, Bugs, you know, the the turtle tells Bugs that, you know, he's he won because he's, you know, aerodynamic and all, you know, the shell is built for speed and all this stupid stuff. So Bugs Bunny builds himself like a tank like uh, turtle shell that he wears mm-hmm. and he, he puts his his ears under a, like a diving cap, you yeah. know, like a swimming cap and everything to make himself streamline. Well, the mob has been you know, the the rabbit mob has bet on this race that Bugs Bunny's gonna <laughs> gonna win. So when Bugs comes running up, they think he's the turtle, and yeah, so they yeah, grab yeah. him and they're smashing him in the face with stuff, and and, and you know they're they're trying to stab him and everything, and that that's the part I would end up quoting all the time is, uh, you know, he's screaming that he's the rabbit and going. They're all, you know, chanting together. They're going, "You're the turtle." I used to say that all the time. <laughs> "You're the turtle." He's going, "Rabbit turtle, rabbit turtle." And then you, it pans over and you see Cecil. He's dressed in a rabbit <laughs> costume, yeah. eating a carrot, and he goes, "Yup, that's the turtle, all right." <laughs> it's just a great cartoon. I love that one. actually edited it because it got a little too dark at the end oh yeah yeah they uh when the mob realizes what they've done one of them puts they're all lined up together and he puts a gun to his head and pulls the trigger and the bullet kills all of them so it's 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 literally a suicide ending and yeah they don't they don't play that anymore when they show that on television yeah it says that 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 scene was removed yeah but that 
That is a very, very funny cartoon. Yeah. And I always liked where, you know, Bugs Bunny goes to Cecil's house. He's disguised as an old man and talking to him and trying to figure out the secret of, you know, how he won the race and everything. And Cecil, you realize at the end of their conversation, he has seen right through Bugs Bunny's disguise. And he goes, and another thing, rabbits aren't very bright either. And he slams the door and Bugs is just pissed off. He rips off his disguise and he's stamping around. He's going, and like I say, you don't see, you know, the, the other characters get one over on Bugs Bunny very often. He's almost always got the upper hand. So it, this one, it, it really has a unique twist with him being the one that's being annoyed and, and just not able to come out on top. Yeah, you don't see that very often. So keeping on going because we're going to go forever if we don't. I'm going to keep our uh, theme going, and I'm going to go with a trilogy also, since the last two you guys gave were trilogies. And mine is the Hunting Trilogy, <laughs> which starts with Rabbit Fire in 1951. And that's, you know, we all know, Rabbit Season, Duck Season. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that old? Wow. So, I realize. No, it's duck hunting season. That, sir, is an investigating fabrication. It's Rabbit Season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. I say it's duck season, and I say fire. Hmm. Let's try that again. Okay. I'll start it this time. Right. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Fire! Okay. This time you start it. Whatever you say. Wabbit. Duck fire! What's the matter with you, anyway? Don't you even know a rabbit when you see one? Hmm? It's true, Doc. I'm a rabbit, all right. Would you like to shoot me now or wait till you get home? Shoot him now! Shoot him now! You keep out of this. He doesn't have to shoot you now. He does so have to shoot me now. I demand that you shoot me now. Yeah. that again. Okay. Would you like to shoot me now or wait till you get home? Shoot him now. Shoot him now. You keep out of this. He doesn't have to shoot you now. Ha! That's it. Hold it right there. Pronoun trouble. It's not he doesn't have to shoot you now. It's he doesn't have to shoot me now. Well, I say he does have to shoot me now. So shoot me now. Sorry. This time. 
time, we'll try it from the other end. Look, you're a hunter, right? White. And this is rabbit season, right? White. And if he was a rabbit, what would you do? Yeah, you're so smart. If I was a rabbit, what would you do? Well, I'd... Not again. You know, that's that's one where it ultimately ends up being Elmer season. <laughs> uh, but... I'll, I'll tell you, you know, you talk about quoting things. Uh, this, that's the one with one bullet left. Hey, Waffing Boy, there was huh. one bullet left. I know. Uh, when we were kids or, you know, early Shoot teens. Shoot me now. Shoot me now. When we were early teens, we used to go. There were two different comic stores we went to. There was one near my cousin's house that we went to. And then after about a year or so, another one opened up that wasn't too far from my house. And the guy who owned the store that wasn't too far from my house, he, he was like a little edgy sometimes he you know he wasn't always as patient as he could be and f- to this day we still call that store waffing boys <laughs> so for whatever reason that has stayed with us uh that's the one where to fool elmer bugs dresses as a lady and daffy pretends to be her, her dog uh, <laughs> oh that's right <laughs> i forgot that daffy was a dog but yeah elmer's all like oh hello ma'am oh hello and uh we have i'm just trying to see now if there's anything else about that one before I move on to the next one. Uh, well, that's got shoot me now, right? No, uh, no, no, that's home. no, that's the second oh, one in 1952. Oh, so one. just a okay. year later was rabbit seasoning. And that's the one with shoot, shoot me, shoot me, shoot him now or wait. Uh, pronoun trouble. That's another one that I use <laughs> a lot. Have a pronoun problem. Yeah. And uh, it's another one where bugs dresses as a woman again. Uh, and then in 1953, we uh, we had a duck, duck rabbit duck, and that's the one where uh, he needed the license to uh, to go hunting, and Bugs and Daffy dress as each other to try and fool Elmer. Mm-hmm. So they 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 kind of turn around. Rabbit season, the duck season. Only Bugs is saying it's it's rabbit season because he's dressed as as a duck. <laughs> Three cartoons in one, but they're all just awesome, and they should be shown back to back to back because they're all great. You guys got anything yep. on this, or are we just gonna? No, keep I'm, moving? I'm, 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 I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking of the, of it in my head. Duck season, rabbit season. Yeah, they all kind of blend no, together. I, I definitely the whole those. hunting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they do. But no, they're really good too. No, that's a good. That's a good choice. Okay, well, so. I guess we can keep uh, it moving along. Yeah, so I, I know I got one that has to be on your guys' lists, and that's uh, what's Opera Doc, 1957. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. <laughs> I killed the wabbit. <laughs> North wind blow, south wind blow, hurricane, tsunami, earthquake, smog, smog. Smog! 
what have I done? I've killed the rabbit. Poor little bunny. Poor little I definitely love that one. It's not on my list, and I, and I honestly I think the only reason I didn't put it on my list is that it's 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 just one of those like universal ones where like everybody knows that one, everybody loves that one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost a given, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I I really like that one a lot. Poor little bunny rabbit. <laughs> I killed the bunny rabbit. <laughs> That's another one that I think you you could kind of put in the dark category because it <laughs> yeah, definitely has a very dark ending to it well no because at the end bugs is like yeah you know he like what'd you expect in an opera a happy ending a happy ending? Yeah. yeah yeah what's opera doc <laughs> yeah well and the, the big giant fat horse <laughs> oh boon hill my wife <laughs> you're so lovely <laughs> i know it i can't help it <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, one. Uh, well, that that might this might be a good place to talk about the the thing I was going to bring up. So the other thing that uh, that you know these Warner Brother cartoons greatly informed me on in my life is classical music. Oh, I thought it was it was I, on cross dressing. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, that too. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. <laughs> But no, you know, I, I would I would dare say, and I don't know what, what this makes me sound like a you know whatever, but um, I would dare say that pretty much all of my knowledge of classical music comes from cartoons. Most of it, you know, these Warner Brothers cars, cartoons. But there was also uh, like Tom and Jerry. I remember at least one Tom and Jerry where they they like used the refrigerator to freeze the kitchen or something do you guys remember that one yeah and they go skating around and everything vaguely yeah but anyway um yeah there's there's actually a number of them on my list that uh i i think they're there because of the music and and this is you know my next one is definitely you know that's the case with that one uh this one is from um what is nine that's september september 18th 1943 it's another merry melodies uh, do you guys remember a corny concerto? Yeah, vaguely. That's one where Elmer introduces all the ones, right? Yes, yes. So Elmer's wearing a, a tuxedo, and he's facing us, the viewer, and he introduces each segment. Greetings, music lovers. <laughs> First, we will hear a waltz written by Johann Strauss. <laughs> And as we hear the rhythmic strains of the haunting refrain, listen to the whip-wing rhythm of the woodwinds as it rolls a wound and a wound, and it comes out here. 
<laughs> I forget how many segments there are. There's several. It's it's a, for for a cartoon short. It's actually you know fairly long. Now the whole story with this one, and it's and it's pretty obvious if you ever watch them like back to back or anything like that. But the whole thing with this is that they were poking fun, you know, playfully and good-naturedly, but they were poking fun at Walt Disney's Fantasia, which had come out not long before this. So with Fantasia, you had the same thing. You had, um, oh, God, what was the guy's name? Um, Leopold? No, 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 (laughs) Leopold was the conductor. I'm trying to remember the, the guy's name, and I'm completely blanking on it. But Elmer is is... You know, standing in for the for the MC Deems Taylor, that was his name. Deems Taylor uh, basically introduces the the different segments of Fantasia, and Fantasia was you know was done very straight. It was meant to be you know highbrow entertainment, and and this one just basically takes the piss out of it by making it you know a classic Warner Brothers you know you know romps uh, type dun, of thing. Dun, 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 dun. But, quack quack. Quack, yep, quack. Yep, that was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just I love the the one that really cracks me up, you know, talking of, you know, speaking of, you know, the hunter thing is there's the one. Strangely, it's not mm. Elmer Fudd. It's Porky Pig. But he's dressed much like Elmer Fudd and he has this hunting dog and they're hunting, uh, you know, Bugs Bunny. And there's a, a great moment where uh, Porky Pig shoots and he shoots kind of blindly, or some somebody shoots. I, I remember all three of them, Porky, the dog, and Bugs, they all grab their chest. And then one at a time, I think Porky's first, he, he opens his fingers, he looks, <gasps> no bullet wounds. So he, he's, he's, okay, he's good. And then um, the dog is holding his chest, and he opens, you know, he looks down, he opens his fingers, oh, no bullet wounds, so he's okay. And then... They look over at Bugs, and, and Bugs opens his fingers a little bit, looks at his chest, and then he turns green and he falls on the ground. And Porky and the dog, they start crying, and they're but they're weeping in time to the music. So it's like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So they finally, they pry Bugs' fingers apart to look at the wound, and when they pry his fingers apart, he's wearing a bra, and he goes, and he slaps him in the face and he gets up and he's, he's he, all of a sudden he's got a tutu on and he starts dancing around. And that's basically the end of that cartoon. It, it, it's just ridiculous, but it's so much fun. I really like that one. Wasn't that lovely? And uh, and it just I, I love how you know just like Fantasia they synchronized the action in the cartoons to these pieces of classical music. It's it's really good. It's it's very well done. Yeah, they do that, and then they do the Ugly Duckling with a Daffy Duck prototype. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that, and, uh, and that, that's to the Blue Danube. That's the dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 quack, 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 quack. Yeah, you're right. I was looking here. Uh, according to, to Wikipedia, it says that uh, 
I, I don't know whose poll this was or whatever, but it says in 1994 it was voted number 47 uh, of the 50 greatest uh, greatest cartoons of all time. It says by members of the animation field. That That's quite the distinction when you think about it. And I looked at this. There's actually a hyperlink to the 50 greatest. And, uh, yeah, there's there's some really good stuff on that list. So, I mean, this one's, you know, highly regarded uh, according to this. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. All right. So my next one, and nobody's going to be surprised that this made my list, 1952 Merry Melodies, and it's called Rabbit's Kin. And it introduced us to the character of Pete Puma. <laughs> 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 so if uh if there's any one line that uh that i use all the time from this one it's i want a whole lot of lumps give me a whole lot of them i help myself or, or t gives me a headache <laughs> i got a little rabbit in this hole and i'm gonna catch the little rabbit and eat him up <laughs> Off in me. What do you think you're doing? Well, you told me to, you told me to, you told me to. Well, I think I'll have to be going now. Oh, no, you can't leave yet. You gotta have a nice cup of tea with me. Uh, how many lumps do you want? Oh, three or four. I'm Mrs. Rabbit, the little fellow's mother, and I've been so worried about him. You must have a cup of tea with me first. But I don't think... But I don't want no tea. It gives me a headache. Oh, uh, well, uh, uh, what shall we have then? Coffee. Yeah, how many lumps do you want? Oh, three or four. Uh, by the way... How many lumps do you want? Oh, better give me a lot of lumps. A whole lot of lumps. Oh, no, you don't. I'll help myself. So, uh, I, I just... And that's got, the little, that's got the little rabbit, the, the yeah. one that's always... <laughs> well, it's, that's, you know, and <laughs> Pete Puma puts on, like, a, a real just... <laughs> Bad, bad dress and like oversized shoes. I'm the little feller's mother, Mrs. Rabbit. And, and the, the little one's like, no, 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 no. He's not my mother. <laughs> uh, I love this one. Uh, but uh, there's just so many things about this one that just from beginning to end, you know, Pete Poom is so dumb. He's he's a takeoff <laughs> of, uh, of Frank Fontaine. Or Crazy Guggenheim from the Jackie Gleason show, if anybody remembers that. So once again, it's it's exposing me to pop culture that I would not have been aware of otherwise. Mm. Uh, and he's he's actually voiced. I was a little surprised he's not voiced by Mel Blanc because I always just assume everybody's Mel Blanc. He's voiced by Stan Freeberg. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. He's been. I remember seeing his name in some of the other um, Warner Brothers ones. I can't think exactly which other characters he's done. Yeah, like I said, in my head, everybody's Mel Blanc, but they're really not. You know, Mel Blanc no. did a lot of the voices, but he didn't do all of them. No, he didn't. No, there's there's a number of other voice actors as well. So, I, you know, Pete Puma's always been a huge favorite of mine. 
and uh, <laughs> and it always will be. Uh, so this, there's no, you know, no question. This one was going to make my list. Oh, it's back to me. It's back to you, Doctor Bill. All right, well, I'm I'm gonna pull one out. I know you guys have to have 1963 Transylvania six five thousand. The guy, the guy is this the one with is? the vampire? Count blood count. <laughs> is this the one with uh, yep. Alec Alecadabra? Abacapocus. Yes. Newport News. Abacadabra. Walla Walla Washington. Well, that's what he's like. I am a vampire, and he goes. Focus, focus. I'm an umpire. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I like when, focus, he's, when he focus. keeps getting crushed under that one brick. And he goes, focus, focus. Boy, I hope the restaurant's still open. I haven't eaten since I left Coop Kamunga. Another one? They ought to scream this place. Hocus Pocus. baseball bat you wouldn't hit a bat with glasses would you whack 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 whack, whack. <laughs> i am a vampire he goes well i'm an umpire and he changes into a, into a baseball umpire yeah oh <laughs> and then uh well and then he's uh he's reading in bed and uh that's when he's reading the thing about the magic words and the vampires behind him comes from behind him in the bed and then he goes you know hocus pocus poof and he turns him into a bat and he flies down and he's like, man, big mosquitoes they got around here. Hold still, you little sucker, and wax them with a vice water. <laughs> and then, and then when he sees them later, <laughs> he like gasses them with DDT or something. He's like, man, they got a few mosquitoes. 
oh. if that's the one. I rem- I distinctly remember one cartoon. I-, I don't think it's that one though. But there's there's one where. Uh, Bugs is in a castle, much like he is in that one. And there's just a great moment that I remember it really cracked my dad up as a kid. And it, and it took me, you know, growing into an adult to, to really appreciate the gag where Bugs is walking through the castle and he's just kind of like, you know, looking around and observing. And he goes, Oh, that's it. it must, yeah. He goes, It must cost a bundle to heat this pile of rocks. Nice <laughs> <laughs> decor here, Doc. He's like looking around. He's looking at all the pictures, and you know, wow, wow, what a big lobby! I think that's where he says it must cost a lot to eat this place. It's either that, maybe they reuse the gag. But it could I'm, be. It's either that one, or it's the one where Yosemite Sam is the, the knight with the dragon. <laughs> so Don't whoa, sneeze, whoa, you dragon. stupid dragon! You're supposed to say whoa. I mean whoa. Oh, that's a good one too. No, but but at the end of that one, he's you know, like he says Newport News and turns the count into the into the witch, witch Hazel, and then yeah. uh, and and, and, you and he goes. Remind me of Paul, my pet tarantula. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he's got the sad eyes, he's got yes. the eyes looking at her. Yeah, and she can't and, kill him. And then. Uh, she was voiced by somebody famous too, and I'm I'm blanking on on what her you know who voiced her, but I'm on it. But at the end of that, he he goes, I can do better than that, and he goes, Walla Walla Washington, and turns the count into like a two headed vulture that matches the like the 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 two headed female vulture was like Emily and Agatha that was outside, right, right yeah, and 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 he goes, oh girls, and. They fly in and then they chase the count out and then he gets on on the phone and he's like operator he's trying to get a ride or a bus or whatever and then he and he and he does like hocus pocus and his ears tur- turn into bat wings he's like never mind I'll just fly home and he flies away That's on right. his ears yeah I was thinking that was the one that ended where some it must be a witch hazel one there's one where somebody turns into a female rabbit. He turns her into a female rabbit, yeah. Yeah, and and he goes off with her at the end. And then she does the laugh. She goes, Okay, the character of Witch Hazel has had one, two, three, four, five different voices. Now, three of those voices are from 1992 on, so you wouldn't count those. So there's really two. There's B. Benaderet, and if you'd know her from... uh, I guess her most famous thing was she was the star on the TV show Petticoat Junction. Uh, she also made appearances on Beverly Hillbillies and a couple of things like that. Uh, the second one was June Foray, most known as Rocky the Flying Squirrel from Bowwinkle and Rocky. Um, right, right, yeah. So those yeah. those are the two. Uh, that's yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, yep. All right, oh. well, oh, you ready for my next one. Yeah, sure. All right, my next one is once again a merry melody. This one is from uh, May 5th, 1945. It's called Hair Trigger. And this is the first cartoon uh, that featured Yosemite Sam. And uh, I I, I freaking love Yosemite Sam. And I think a lot of the reason I always liked him so much, honestly, was that not only is he really funny and everything, but he would just crack my dad up. My dad just loved Yosemite Sam cartoons. and, And he would often quote, the things that uh, that Yosemite Sam said, and 
Uh, I have trouble a lot of times keeping the different Yosemite Sam ones straight because, you know, they're, they're very similar and they're always really funny. But this one stands out just for the end of it because this is the one where um, I forget what happens to Sam specifically to make Bugs say it. But this is the one where uh, Bugs says, so long, Scruisi in St. Louis. And that always cracked my father up. Every time we'd watch that this cartoon, he, that, that line would crack him up. And he actually used that line himself sometimes. So, so long, Scruisi. See you in St. Louis. I really like this one. I, but, I mean, I'm a sucker for, uh, for Yosemite Sam cartoons. I don't think there's a Yosemite Sam cartoon that I don't like. I'm, try, I'm trying to remember this one specifically. I mean, Yosemite Sam just has some moments... Uh, that, that just you know I, I I could think of you know we were talking about like you know when I set my uh, art samples into the comic books hmm hmm, hmm. <laughs> it stinks uh, I or, don't or, think no, I don't yeah I, I don't think that. I'm what is uh, <laughs> quit bothering me I'm thinking and my head hurts and my head hurts <laughs> <laughs> I think that's this one I think that line or is quit staring at me I think it is. My head hurts. <laughs> I just love that. Be you the mean hombre that's a hankering for a heap of trouble, stranger? Well, be ya. I be. One second to draw a gun. How's that, Chunky? Say, that's a right smart picture you got there, partner. You know, I'm fair to middling with a pencil myself. Look at here. I don't remember what the circumstances was, but I think there's one where they're trying to get along, and and you know like they go into they they go into sleep, and Bugs just like keeps bothering you know can I have water or whatever, and then uh, it's like good night varmint <laughs> like, like he's trying to be nice. Oh, that's the one where uh, where he's like a count or something that's gonna inherit a bunch of money if he can just be nice and control his temper and bugs come oh, yeah. so it's like it's like the uncle louie yeah. one then <laughs> it is it's a lot like that well that's the one where again they're in a castle for whatever reason and uh i remember bugs like saw no yosemite sam saws a hole in the floor and puts a rug over it but Bugs never falls for it, yet Yosemite Sam keeps falling for it. So every time he falls through it, he's going, wrecking, 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 as he's falling. Isn't that the one with the dragon? Mm, mm. That gag might be in that one, too, but I, I know it's definitely in, in, in that one. I, don't, I have no idea what the name of that cartoon is, though. Because at the end of it, he... I remember Bugs, I, I think it's the last line in it, he says something about, I don't have the heart to tell him he spent all the money, or something like that. Because remember the the people come out 
his servants, Sam's servants, come out at the end. He goes, look, look, rabbit, I got it licked. I don't get mad no more. And they're like smacking him in the head with a rolling pin and p- putting a pie in his face and all this stuff. And he doesn't he doesn't react. And then Bugs looks at us, the viewer, and says, yeah, I don't have the heart to tell him he spent all the money. And I think that's how it ends. So, well, the one that you the one that you brought up, uh, Hair Trigger, and, and this is just interesting to me because I didn't know where this came from. Uh, at the end, uh, Bugs is like, you know, it, it's it's uh, Sam gets Bugs Bunny like all tied up with an anvil, ready for a train to kill him or whatever. And and the uh, the narrator starts, you know, is this the end of Bugs Bunny? Will our hero be dashed to bits on oh, the rocks yes. And then and then Bugs Bunny comes walking across the screen, dressed in a top hat and tails, carrying a bag full of gold, which is the reward money, and dragging Sam tied up behind him. Uh, mocking the scream words. Is he doomed to utter discru- destruction? Will he be rendered non-compos mentis? Uh, and then Bugs turns to the audience, repeating a popular radio catchphrase. See, I didn't know this. From Red Skelton's Mean Whittle Kid. I had no idea that that's where this came from. He don't know me very well, do he? They use that a lot. Oh, but I had yeah. no idea yeah, that was from Red Skelton. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either. I always wondered where that came I from. I just thought That's it was a funny. Bugs Bunny line, honestly. I, I thought, uh, you know, I, yeah, I thought it was from him. Well, you know, I, in doing a, in doing the limited amount of research I did for this episode, I found that very, you know, outside of like What's Up Doc, very few of the gags that that became Bugs Bunny staples were actually original. A lot of them were swiped from from radio and movies mm-hmm. that, you know, they were really popular. There was one I was reading about, I forget which cartoon it was now, but there was one I was reading about where Bugs is uh, leaning, I think he's leaning on a fence or something and eating a, a carrot, which became like his staple. But that was actually borrowed from some Clark Gable movie where Clark Gable did the same thing. And the, and the article I was reading said something to the effect of audiences at the time would have immediately made the association. But today it's been completely lost to time because Bugs Bunny's now more famous than this old Clark Gable movie. And so people don't remember that that's where it came from. And I just I thought that was really interesting, you know, how how. You know the the gag has eclipsed you know the original source it was stolen from. I, I think that's really interesting. I'm wondering if it's uh, from It Happened One Night, which was just you know a huge film back in the day because uh-huh. it's the first one that ever oh, won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress. It could be. If we if we come back around to that particular one, I'll, I'll point it out. But off the top of my head, I I don't remember sure. which uh, which cartoon it was. Okay. Uh, next one I'm going with is Long Haired Hair from 1949, directed by Chuck Jones. It is a Looney Tunes, and this is the one with Leopold. Leopold, uh, as we were talking about earlier. <laughs> and if if you remember this one, there's the big kind of burly opera has, opera singer, and he's practicing, but Bug, oh. Bugs is singing like with a banjo, and he, and, and he, he just decides he to torture this guy. down the, the whole thing yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, well, he dresses oh. as Leopold and gets him to... That's that's one, one of the things I'm trying to remember, like one of the things that I... You know, you talk about stuff that you never saw and never knew what it was. He gives him alum, <laughs> and his head shrinks. Yeah. <laughs> which which, which is in the, the strange... That was uh, a back alley gag. Oprah. 
Uh, yeah, that was a popular gag in uh, in Tom and Jerry cartoons too. They use the alum on on Tom in multiple cartoons. I remember. But yeah, yeah just but I never knew what alum yeah, me was. Me neither. Uh, but this, you know, this this one to me stands out for the Leopold, Leopold, and then he, what? What's the name of this one again? It's uh, long-haired hair. I'm making a note of that because I love that cartoon, and I haven't seen that one in ages. Well, that's when Bug, yeah, when he's doing he's doing the conducting, and then he's you know he's got his hand like way up in here, he's going low, and then he drop like he drops, he bends backwards, and he's 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 leaning off of the. The conductor stand, and he's got his hand way down low, and the guy's like, low. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> when, he, when he has his hand really high, doesn't he take his hand out of his glove, and his glove stays there? And he, he, yeah, he, he goes, does, and, he he goes, goes and mails something. Earmuffs. He ma- no, he mails away four earmuffs, and they get delivered, and he puts them on. And the guys turn it all different colors, and he's like, stop, yeah. and he's, he's like, Leopold. That's that's my next one. I don't even know what number we're at now, as far as how uh, many. That we've done I am keep keeping track. We have uh, you just did your we're fifth one. One, two, three, four. You just did your fifth one. Scott and I have all done four. Well, let's but let's be realistic. Trilogy, yeah, so. we each did a trilogy, so you could just add two more to each of our uh, numbers. Yeah. But that's okay. Well, we'll just doesn't matter. Yeah. This is so the freaky you just whatever. Did your fifth, so. <laughs> 
so I've got, and one of you guys may have, because I've heard you mention it, and that's, um, I don't have the year, but it is uh, Falling Hair, the one with the gremlin in the plane. It says here, a constant menace to pilots are the gremlins who wreck planes with their diabolical sabotage. <laughs> gremlins. <laughs> oh, murder. <laughs> gremlins. <laughs> what a fairy tale. <laughs> Little man. Oh, brother. <laughs> It ain't Weldon Wendell Wilkie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could it be a gremlin? Now, I looked a that gremlin? up once to see who was Wendell Wilkie, and now I have completely he forgotten was, he who was. He was the 1940 actually... Republican presidential candidate. That's right. <laughs> no wonder he wasn't known. <laughs> He's going out against Roosevelt. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what the... That was the first time I ever saw the word jackass on screen. Because, <laughs> yeah. And I didn't quite get it. And back then I was like, oh, jackass. That's funny. He's a donkey. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was a little kid. I didn't get the joke. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Bugs is, Bugs is like on an airfield and he's sitting on a bomb, like a bomb that's on the bottom of a plane. And there's like this little, like, like. The gremlin kind of looks like Elmer, but he's like a little teeny tiny little Elmer, like a, like a, well, like a gremlin. But he's got like, instead of ears, he's got wings or his, his ears look like wings. Like he's a little tiny plane and he's smashing the head of a, like a bomb with, with a hammer. You have to hit these just <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let me take a whack at it, doc. What am I what am doing? I doing? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Choi Dot Ego, George. Choi Choi Dot Ego. That way. Well, gee, thanks a lot, George. Thanks a lot. Uh, uh, but that, but the end of that, which, uh, you, see, I think they redid a Gremlin one because this ending is very reminiscent to another one because the plane goes up and it's doing all these weird maneuvers and Bugs is getting, you know, sick and he's like melting out, out of the seat and they're, 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 they go into a power dive and then is that the, one with the, the speedometer. The no, no, no. This one doesn't have air brakes. This one, they run out of gas. <laughs> That's right. It's okay. Yeah. The other one is where Bugs pull. Oh, you know, oh, good thing this thing was equipped with air brakes. And he stops like a foot before the ground. But on this, they ran out of gas. And that's where uh, Scott said the joke about, oh, this must be one of them A cars, which I have no idea. That must have been something back in the war. I have no idea. So right. that's, that, that was, uh, so yeah. The gremlin. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and like the gremlin does like a, <laughs> like he does like a weird laugh, like he laughs a song, but I don't know what song he laughs. It's 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 uh, it's just weird. Oh, and when the speedometer, when they're in the dive and the, the it just keeps going higher and higher, and then it stops and says, "Incredible, ain't it?" <laughs> it <just keeps> going. <laughs> right. So, yep, falling hair, which. That kind of stumbled. That made me find a bunch of other ones that I had forgot about. It like all these uh, Warner Brother ones where they were trying to get you to, like guys to re-enlist. Like I found one about a guy wanting, you know, to get a guy to re-enlist in the army, and another one for the re-enlist in the Air Force. And I was like, oh man, I've never seen these. I didn't find one if there was one to re-enlist in the Navy. So there's one I remember I don't know if you guys would remember this or not I think it was on Night Flight they used to show it I, I forget where I ever saw it it was an old black and I always used to wonder where it came from if there was more animation or if, or if this was all it was but it was Porky Pig in black and white it, it looked really is that old. where he cusses? yeah and he's, and he's hammering and he keeps hitting his thumb, and he goes, son of a bit, bit, son of a bit, bit. And at the end, he goes, son of a bit, bit, gun. He goes, ha, I got you. You thought I was going to say son of a bitch, didn't you? Yeah. And I, I remember seeing that as a kid. I was like, wait, what did he just say? <laughs> and they used to play it really late at night on, like, I was like, Night Flight or something like that. But I always wondered if there was more to that animation, like if that was actually from a cartoon, like there was more, or if that's all there was. But that always used to crack me up. You guys know what I'm talking about? No, I oh, don't yeah. think I ever yeah. saw that yeah. one. You, you, you've never seen that? I don't remember oh, yeah. seeing it. Ah, uh, yeah, because I used to watch Night, Night Flight. I did not. That was more... Night, yeah, Night Flight would have been more in Scott and I's time frame because you would have been kind of out of that phase. It was it was something that you would sneak and watch. Like, it was on Fridays and Saturday nights, right, Scott, on the USA uh, Network? So I, I might have been just being a few years older than you guys. I might have been able to actually be out on you guys were watching that. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly, because I was... Stay, staying up late when the parents had gone to bed and sneaking out and watching, you know, HBO and other things they shouldn't be watching. And like night, right, like night yeah, flight had some of the music videos that really shouldn't have been on like the unrated Duran Duran girls on film with the nude women in it. Um, right. I don't know if you remember seeing that, but every now and then they'd sneak stuff on and you're like, how are they showing this? Like it was, it was weird. It was a weird channel. It back was then. the middle of the, Middle of the night when nobody yeah. was supposed to be up. In the middle yeah. of the night. I go I go walk. Well, my next one okay. is. <laughs> my, 
My next one more than likely is on uh, on Bill's list. I don't know about yours, Paul. So I, I apologize, Bill, if I'm stealing one off your list. But uh, I freaking love this one. Uh, this one's from uh, March 27th, 1948. It's yet again a Mary Melodies cartoon. This one is Back Alley Uproar. Now, not uproar, but uproar, like opera and uproar put together as one I word. I didn't put it on there because I figured you would take it. <laughs> you know me very well. <laughs> this one, oh my God, I love this one. And, uh, I mean, just start to finish, this one cracks me up. It starts out with uh, Elmer getting ready for bed and Sylvester the cat is the alley cat in this one. And he gets up on top of the fence in Elmer's backyard. And, and I think he starts with Figaro, I think. And, and he's just, throwing stuff at him. Figaro. Yeah. Figaro. It, yep. <laughs> and he, you know, that, so that is, it's a very simple premise, but that's the whole cartoon is, is Elmer trying to just get some sleep and this damn cat won't quit. Oh, boy, am I sweepy. I could sweep for a week's wait. songs get more and more ridiculous all the time and <laughs> my two favorite parts of that one are when you know because there's for some reason there's a junkyard back there as well like on the other side of the fence is like this this refuse pile so uh sylvester finds boots like these big big clunky <laughs> like work boots and puts them on and he's got He's going cha cha cha, and he's stomping down the steps in, well, no, he, in the going, back. La 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 la. Oh, that was and, it. That's what it was. And then he gets la 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 And then he gets to the top and goes cha. He's stomping his feet, going cha 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 cha. Cha la 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 la. That and the other part that I love is where uh, Elmer's really had enough and he chases him. <laughs> and... and and uh, Sylvester goes through this door and slams the door behind him. 
and then Elmer comes right behind him and he opens the door. And as he's doing this, he's going, if I catch you, I'll break every bone. And he opens the door and runs right into a brick wall and smashes into it. He bounces back and he goes, head. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is a great cartoon. Uh, it's hard to follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go with. I'm going. I'm going now. I'm going back before you in time because I'm going to 1946. It's a Merry Melodies, and it introduces one of my favorite characters who did not have a name when he was introduced, but is now known as Gossamer. Oh, who is the big orange evil. monster? The uh, the uh, Episode is called Hair Raising Hair, so we have uh, yeah. we have the, the the scene with the monsters are the most interesting people. My stars, where did you ever get that awful hairdo? It doesn't become you at all. Here, for goodness sake, let me fix it up. Look how stringy and messy it is. What a shame. Such an interesting monster, too. My stars, if an interesting monster can't have an interesting hairdo, then I don't know what things are coming to. In my business, you meet so many interesting people. Bobby pins, please. But the most interesting ones are the monsters. Oh, dear, that'll never stay. We'll just have to have a permanent. Now, I've got to give an interesting old lady a manicure, but I'll be back before you're done. <laughs> we also have Canned Monster when he runs into the wall. <laughs> he ends up, like, ending up in a little can, and Bugs picks it up, and it's got a little picture of him on the on the label, and it says Canned Monster. Uh but th- this episode was remade in 1952 as Water, Water Everywhere. Oh, excuse me, Water, Water Every Hair. Uh, so they both, they were very, very similar, but the first one ended with, did you ever look out into the audience? And he sees people, and he runs away. In uh, the other one, the thing kind of, he shrinks him down somehow, and then the place floods, and he's like, well, at least we got rid of that monster or something like that and he, he comes in a little rowboat and he's got like a little a real high-pitched voice that's what you think and he comes back at the end but i just yep. love the character of gossamer especially he's got the the tennis shoes on <laughs> he's got like the what white and red tennis shoes yeah. on. and then it, like and he's just and he's just hair when he's when he's uh he's like trying to hide to to attack bugs and he gets into a suit of armor and you see the suit, and every oh, every, every crease in it has hair sticking out of it. Sorry, I missed that. Sure. Could you say it again, please? Siri thought I asked for her help. That's why Bill thinks is the end of the world is coming. God. So, uh, just oh, I guess it's back to me. Yeah, it's oh, back to you, Bill. So, yeah. Shoot. Well, no, no. Did, do we have have anything else on Gossamer? What, what was the uh, was it like a a Vincent Price a, a, analog for the Doctor, for like the, because what because wasn't there a Mad Scientist in, in that too? I think there's a a Mad Scientist in one of them. Uh, 
because he wants to experiment on the rabbit. So he sends the monster to get the rabbit. I think right? that's the second. Well, actually, yes. No, I'm just looking. Yeah, I'm looking at this I on Wikipedia. On a dark that, night, yeah. the camera pans a dark, empty forest. Bugs is heard singing a stanza of "Sweet Dreams, Sweetheart." Uh, when the camera zooms in on Bugs' rabbit hole, he pokes, pokes up dressed in a nightshirt and holding a candle and tells the audience he feels he's being watched. And I don't know. Did you ever have the feeling you was being watched? In fact, he is being watched via, via remote TV by an evil scientist, a caricature of Peter Lorre. Like oh, Bugs, he is played by Mel Blanc, who is planning to catch the rabbit to provide dinner for his large, hairy, orange, sneaker-wearing monster. <laughs> Scientist lures bugs to his castle via a shapely robotic female rabbit. Mechanical. So who cares? It's mechanical. Uh, complete with a large wind-up key in the back and accompanied by Oh, You Beautiful Doll in the cartoon's underscore. Once Bugs gets to the castle, labeled Evil Scientist in neon lights, the evil scientist locks the door behind him. Bugs turns to him and says, You don't need to lock the door, Mac. I don't want to leave. He proceeds to kiss the mechanical rabbit's hand when suddenly the robot short circuits and breaks up into pieces. Bugs then comments, that's the trouble sometimes with these dames. Kiss them and they fall apart. <coughs> oh, this And this one actually has one of my favorite moments, too. Like, he, he decides he's going to leave. And, and you hear California, here we come, playing in the background. That he packs up a suitcase out of nowhere, puts on a fedora, <laughs> and he turns to the evil scientist and says, And don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven. Because it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, doesn't he rifle through the scientist bureau and packs his clothes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's another line I've, I've used many, many times. Don't think it hasn't been a little slice of heaven. You know, just just this week at work, uh, peek behind the curtains. So this is my last week at work where I worked because I'm starting a new place next week. Um but I was in a really good mood like the last two two days, especially the last day. And I don't know if I got this from I, – I had to have got this song from one of the Warner Brothers cartoons from looking this stuff up. But it, it's um, – you must have been a beautiful baby. You must have been a beautiful baby. You must have been a – because people are looking at me and I'm walking around the office singing that. Like I'm crazy. But did that come from a cartoon or I just pulled that out of my that, ass? That was – I believe that was a real that's song that they Superman. did in cartoons. Right. Well, I mean, that's that's what I figured, but I don't know what cartoon it came from. But I, that's a, I was because I it's just like I walked in the office and just started to sing that people are like that's the, I think that's in that one I was talking about before the the life story of, of Bugs Bunny. I think oh, okay. that's the song that Bing Crosby is maybe is singing that's in the park. I think and I think yeah. uh, Bing, Bing Crosby sings it and then like burps at the end of it. It's a popular song uh, published in 1938. The biggest selling version was recorded by Bing Crosby with Bob Crosby and his orchestra, while other contemporaneous hit versions included recordings by Tommy Dorsey, Russ Morgan. It was revived by Bobby Darin in 1961, reaching the charts again that year. Uh, hmm. I'm trying to see if it references that being in the cartoons. It does have something here in, in the references to a Looney Tunes co- Looney Tunes songbook. Yeah, it had to have been in one. Like that, it's it's probably in the one that's probably when, like like Scott said, when they're all in the park and you got the different stars and everything. All right. Well, I guess I should 
while you're still looking that up, I'll. Uh, no, that's no. I, I I read the article and I don't I oh. don't see where it's from. So okay. we're moving on. So I'm moving on to a character we have not mentioned much, but uh, I actually got it. Yeah, no. <laughs> a uh, uh, actually I got a nickname from not maybe not this cartoon but a different version of it. Uh, maybe one of the one of the later ones, and that's Duck Dodgers in the 24th and a half century with Daffy Duck and Porky Pig. And I I think when they relaunched it, maybe back in the early 2000s, they had a Daffy they had a Duck Dodgers car- cartoon. Yeah, I believe they did. And because of my because of my stuttering, one of um I guess in that cartoon there there was a scene where not the original, but in the new one uh, to where Porky was trying to say something, and Daffy says, "Spit it out, honey baked." So I was sitting there going, I was going at work one day, and and one of my friends goes, "Spit it out, honey baked." So for years, when I worked at Simplex Corral, that was the password to my computer, and I just kept changing the last two digits, honey baked. That was it. But no, that's Duck Dodgers with Cadet Porky, and um. As their I that was when they were, you know, we claim this planet in the name of the Earth. <laughs> and then they go up against Martian the Man, uh, Mar- Martian the Manhunter. Mar- Marvin the Martian? <laughs> Marvin the Martian. <laughs> I claim this planet in the name of Mars. <laughs> I claim this planet in the name of the Earth. I claim this planet in the name of Mars. Isn't that lovely? Look, bud, I've got news for you. I have already claimed this bit of dirt for the Earth, and there just ain't room enough on this planet for the two of us. I do believe you are right. Little does he realize that I have on my disintegration-proof vest. (laughs) You may fire when ready, Grizzly. Where's the giant kaboom? There's supposed <laughs> well, to no, be no, a giant no, that was, that's up with Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that's you no. Know, this was where they 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 needed element X, which was like the element for shaving cream, if I remember correctly. Um, we could probably do a quick Wikipedia of it. I tried to pull up Wikipedia a minute ago, and it does not want to come up. I don't know. Maybe you're hogging all the Wikipedia. Yes, I'm sure I am. <laughs> I'm sure I'm using all its bandwidth. I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem to want to work in Florida. Well, maybe, At least because I tried Florida two different cartoons. attacking you. I, I tried two different. Uh, oh, okay. There, there it goes. If we, wow, that's a long plot. <laughs> Holy cow! So yeah, there was. Uh, this is planets. Planet X. Oh, and that's when they fly through all the planets A, B, C, D. <laughs> and there's nothing but X's on the planet. <laughs> I like when they make Daffy into like a superhero. Like I liked when he was Super Duck. Super Duck. Oh, oh, yeah. he was after the Shropshire Slasher. Oh. Oh, the okay. Oh, I forgot to think about the guns, but where they uh, shoot messages back and forth. 
next believe that, Mar- that Marvin has had enough. Dodger sends him an ultimatum by using an ultimatum dispatcher. Delivers an ultimatum by firing a bullet to Marvin, which opens up to reveal a message telling him to surrender or be blown into one one seventeen million six hundred and seventy and two microcells. Marvin responds to this by using his own ultimatum answerer to fire a similar bullet at Dodgers. Only when this bullet opens up, it shoots Dodgers in the face. <laughs> An injured Dodgers sends another ultimatum in reply. This time, the message reads, Ouch! Uh, oh, and then he tries to use his super video detector set to see what Marvin is, is doing, and then uh, he's, he zooms in on him, and uh, uh, Marvin just shoots Dodgers in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then they employ the secret weapon where they, they, they blow up the planet, and there's, not, there's, there's nothing left but that little tiny little thing that they're standing on. You know, he's like, I claim this in the name of the Earth. And then he pushes Marvin off, and then Porky Pig is hanging by some little roots at the bottom up, and he's like, eh, bit, 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 big deal. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Uh, <laughs> the cast was Mel, Mel Blanc, obviously, as Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Marvin the Martian, and Dr. IQ High. IP Daily. <laughs> IP Freely. Scott, anything to say about this? I honestly don't. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen the the Duck Dodgers ones. Mm-hmm. I know that they're hugely popular, but I just don't remember that particular. Uh, there was a series of them, wasn't there? The uh, Duck Dodgers ones. Well, there was another Duck Dodgers, like a later series. Oh, uh, it was on. Uh, oh. It no, was I, know, I know what on, you're talking about. Yeah, like, like there was a new series that was released like yeah. later on. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I two, mean, of the 2003. I was thinking. Yeah. It was. And the return was it 1980? It says Duck Dodgers and the Return of the 24th Century. So, oh, and then there was Duck Dodgers Junior on yeah. Tiny Toons. So I don't know. Maybe I, there I, wasn't. It's that one many. of those things I. I, I I'm aware of, but I don't remember ever seeing it as a kid. So I, I just don't have, you know, the, the sentimental attachment or, or familiarity with that particular one. Um, it, it was weird because I, I think that might have been, you know, as a kid, my, my first inkling that maybe our, you know, whatever we were watching them on wasn't playing all of them because mm-hmm. I can remember other people referencing that without, having seen it myself or, or knowing exactly what they were talking about. So yeah, to this day, I'm, I'm not sure I've ever seen uh, the original one all the way through or, or at all. Really. I, I, I've seen like pictures from it and stuff, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Not that I can recall anyway. I always liked the, the one I, you know, the Daffy duck ones were kind of hit and miss with me. I, I tend to like the older original Daffy duck when he was, Crazy, kind yeah, just crazy. <laughs> but the, the later one where he was more like an asshole, you know, just yeah, grumpy and you know, a foil for uh, for Bugs Bunny. I, you know, some of those I really like. You know, the one where Bugs Bunny's that you know revealed to be the animator at the end, and he's one. just been putting through hell. <laughs> I love that one and uh, the the Robin Hood one, the yikes in a way, and he keeps smashing into trees. That's that's a great one too. Dodge, Perry, Perry, spin, thrust. <laughs> Wait, let's try that again. Yeah. <laughs> Dodge, parry, spin, thrust, bang! Oh, ha, ha, darn! 
something amiss here. Hmm. I'll run through it. Uh, ho, ha, ha, guard, turn, parry, dodge, spin, ha, thrust. <laughs> Got it. Now then. Ho, ha, ha, guard, turn, parry, dodge, spin. My next one I realized I, I really should have just made it uh, part of a trilogy and, and pick something else. But since I didn't, I'll go ahead and run with this one. But um, this is the second uh, cartoon to pair Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam. And it's kind of a sequel to uh, to the other one I mentioned, which was Hair Trigger. This one is uh, Bugs Bunny Rides Again. This one, I think, is even funnier uh, than the original one. And I think think i could again i could be dead wrong about this but i think this is the one that has the uh the scene that you were talking about paul where uh where he you know he draw he has him draw but they each draw a picture why that's might good (laughs) i I think it's this one but I, i could again i could be wrong for a heap of trouble, stranger? Well, be ya! I be. I'm giving you one second to draw a gun. How's that, Chunky? Say, that's a right smart picture you got there, partner. You know, I'm fair to middling with a pencil myself. Look at here. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Let's see if I can find anything. This is 1948. It's a Merry Melodies. Oh, this is one uh, where uh, he has, uh, like, he, he does, like, a dance. He's like, take it, Sam! <laughs> it falls down. And Sam yeah, stops falls doing down the mind shaft. I love when they just, like, when they just get caught up in something and they don't realize what's going on. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> One of my, one of the things I'm thinking of is now uh, when when Bugs was against the sheriff of Nottingham, and then he sells him the castle, and the next scene you see the sheriff in a pair of overalls, and he's or he's he's like hammering in nails, like built it, like doing renovations, and he's like, and all of a sudden it dawns on him what went on, and he's like furious. <laughs> I just love when they, when they like nails, lose themselves in the moment. I think so. Yeah, he's he's got a mouthful of nails because he's he's hammering something, and then the realization comes <laughs> over him, and you see him actually like chew the nails, which is funny. Yeah, I like that one too. Stop! Stop! You can't go in there. You're not allowed in there. This is the king's private garden. You're standing on royal ground. Royal ground. You mean to say that this ground is better than that ground over there? Yes, it is. Oh, I don't know. Now you take this piece of ground over here. Now here's a nice piece of property. Level, fruit trees, choice view, improvements already in. And what type of house was you planning? Well, I, uh, I, 
sort of had a six-room two-door in mind. Then this is just the place for you, and it's priced just right. But uh, first, uh, are you a veteran? No, I'm... Uh... Good, then it'll be easy. Here, just sign on the dotted line. Well, uh, uh, couldn't I call you later? You, you see, I, uh... Well, I don't know. You see, there was a couple here from Kansas City looking at this place this morning, and they... Uh... All right, I'll sign. I'll sign. Here. You'll never regret it, my friend. This place will double in value inside of six months. Yeah, this, oh, this one, all this one uh, you know, Sam, Sam says this town isn't big enough for the two of us, so Bugs, Bugs like, builds the town to make it bigger. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then he tells him to draw, and they keep, like, pulling out larger guns, and uh, that, that's when it turns into dance, and Bugs does his dance, and says, take it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> look and see if there's anything else on here okay this is the roughest toughest he-man stuffiest hombre that ever crossed the rio grande and i don't mean mahatma gandhi <laughs> <laughs> and they they apparently changed it i guess to and i ain't no namby pamby due to gandhi's oh. assassination in 1948 the year the cartoon was released interesting all right, the next one on my list is, if I could just get it up here, Baseball Bugs from 1946, Looney Tunes oh, cartoon. Is that, is, it's the Guest House oh. Gorillas. First base, Bugs Bunny. Second base, Bugs Bunny. First Third base, base Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bunny. <laughs> Listen to that crowd roar as the Guest House Gorillas go up to bat again. Boy, what a game! Now the 
right, big shot. So you think you can beat us all by yourself? <laughs> well, you got yourself a game. Attention, please. Attention. There's been a slight change in the teetotaler lineup. Catching, Bugs Bunny. Left field, Bugs Bunny. Right field, Bugs Bunny. Pitching, Bugs Bunny. Third base, Bugs Bunny. Center field, Bugs Bunny. First base, Bugs Bunny. Shortstop, Bugs Bunny. Second base, Bugs Bunny. Is there where he throws the slow ball? Yes. One, two, three, strikes are out. Two, One, three, two, three, three, strikes are out. <laughs> uh, but th- that's the, the Gas House Gorillas are playing the New York team at the Polo Grounds and crushing them. And apparently it's the Polo Grounds, but it's drawn like Yankee Stadium, which I did not realize. That's a, a, Wolver, uh, a, a Wikipedia mm. mention. Uh, the, yeah, the, goril- the Gorillas uh, are like... Oh, the, the team is the teetotalers that they're playing. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing a conga line across the bases. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and Bugs uh, ends up challenging them to a game. And uh, that's when it's first base, Bugs running. Second base, Bugs running. And uh, they, they also have, that's the scene, uh, you know, they hit the ball and Bugs is like chasing it. He has to get like on a ferry and take a cab and climbs up the top of the Statue of Liberty and then, or the Empire State Building and then he catches it and they call him out and the Grasshopper Girl says what? And the Statue of Liberty says that's what the man said. He said you're out. That's that's what the man said. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's this is on that list of 50 greatest cartoons. And I'm not surprised. It's it's just very cool. Uh. Animation historian Michael Barrier points out that this was a change in formula for Bugs Bunny cartoons before and following World War II. Before his enemies were hapless boobs, which he held in contempt. In this film and others by Freeling, the enemies are actually dangerous, but this makes outwinning them more delicious. In this case, the enemies are the Gas House Gorillas, a whole team of interchangeable, hulking, blue-jawed, cigar-chewing monsters. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't realize that they had made that like conscious effort to do that, but very cool. All right, Bill, you're up. Well, I'm going to give a musical clue. I'm sure you guys will get it. You ready? Rabbit of Seville? Yep. That one's on my list. Another classical music reference. Yep. It's probably the first time I'd ever been exposed to that. I was like, oh, this is so neat. You know, I was a little kid watching it when he's making a salad on uh, uh, on his head. <laughs> and then he's he's playing the piano on his own fingers. And he's, they're, they're going back and forth chasing each other. And each one has a bigger weapon to eat each time. This one is also on the... Uh the list of 50 greatest cartoons number 12 it says i didn't realize that i yeah wow. i love this one and and a lot of it's because of the music this this one does the same thing corny concerto does with having moments that are in sync with the music so you know the action reflects 
and that's that's real. I, the part I always remember in this one is when uh, when uh, Bugs is massa- massaging his scam, uh, Elmer Fudd's scalp. He climbs on his head. Tonic, and it, yeah, made, it makes daisies grow on his head. <laughs> I actually have have a framed print of that. I, I, I doubt it's a, a legitimate animation cell, but it's, I have a framed print of, of that scene hanging up in my family room. Oh, that's right. He smacks his ear. He, he, he like, stands on his head and he's got his back feet. Doesn't he, like, wipe his feet on his head, too? And <laughs> yes. <then> he... <laughs> Doesn't he... He gives him a facial, but it's like a brick, right? He, he like, forms a brick, and then he takes a chisel. Oh, that's, and chisels... right. that's right. It's... Yeah, and it's... And he tap, 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 and it breaks apart. Uh. <laughs> oh. Uh, let's see. And then what? And then at the end, they get married. They're going back, back and forth, you know, with uh, or what's like the axes and the guns, cannons, and then Bug hands him flowers, and then chocolates and a ring, and then he returns as a bride, and they get married. <laughs> Isn't that? Don't they like go up into the stage like with their with the barber seats? It's, or am I thinking of a different cartoon? No. Yeah. No. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, they have the cranks on the side, and they keep cranking them. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah, it says El- Elmer. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Elmer eventually disables a shaver with. A sh- oh, that's right. That's right. He sits down and does like a snake charmer, and the razor's going. It's like chasing him like it's a snake, zapping him in the butt. Yes. Right. Elmer eventually disables it with a shotgun blast. Oh, another good one. Well, it's back to me again, right? Oh, no, Scott. All right. I'm surprised this one hasn't been mentioned yet. Because I know we've quoted this one before. Oh, let me see if I can guess. Well, no. I'll I'll let you go. No, see if you can guess. Hillbilly hair? It is hillbilly hair. You got it. <laughs> yep. Uh, this one Cross is that from, one off my list. Hold um, on. <laughs> August? 1949. What? Merry Melodies. I said I got to cross that one off my list. Now bow to your yep. partner, bow to the gent across the hall, <laughs> and that is all. That's another one where Bugs dress, you dressed up about, as a woman. <laughs> yep. You talk about cartoons that would make my dad just roar. This was the one. And the line that always did it was the grab a fence post, hold it tight, whomp your partner with all your might. That would crack him up. This This is a great one, though. This one is a lot of fun. And uh, I, I just I, I love the hillbilly song that that Bug sings in this one. It just cracks me up every single time. One more splash and come right out. Shake like a hound dog, shake again. Wallow around in the old big pen. Oh, wallow some more, you'll know how. Roll around like an old fat sow. Element left with your left hand. Follow through with the right and left brand. Now leave your partner the dirty old thing. Follow through with an elbow swing. Grab a fence post, hold it tight. Womp your partner with all your mighty hit him in the shin. Get him in the critter ain't dead. Whop him low and whop him high. Stick your finger in his 
my pretty little ring, pretty little sound, bang your heads against the ground. Promenade all around the room, promenade like a bride and groom, open up the door and step right in, close the door and into a spin, whirl, whirl, twist and twirl, jump all around like a flying squirrel, now don't you cuss and don't you swear, just come right out and form a square. Both join hands and run like thunder Over the hill and over the dale Duck your head and lift your tail Don't you stray and don't you roam Turn around and promenade home Corn in the crib and wait in the sack Turn your partner, promenade back And now you're home Bow to your partner Bow to the gent across the hall I can remember when do you guys remember the Warner Brothers stores? Was it when yeah. they had when they actually had the Warner Brothers stores that they had? Right. Do you remember them? Vaguely, yeah. 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 So for a time, for for those that may not remember, um, much like you know Disney had Disney stores for a time and a lot of malls all across the U.S., Warner Brothers had Warner Brothers stores where you could go in and buy. Mostly, it seemed to be um, like Bugs Bunny stuff, but they had like, you know, uh, like DC Comics stuff there too. I remember the the one that was more or less local for us when uh, we lived in Georgia. Uh, you'd go in and like the left hand side of the store was nothing but Looney Tunes, and then the right hand side of the store, um, way in the back, they had Superman like busting through the wall. This really cool like statue thing of Superman busting through the wall, and then just like a generic area you know, like at the very front of the store on the right hand side that was just like I think it was like Oscar statues and T-shirts and stuff like that. But the huge section was always devoted to uh, to Looney Tunes and stuff. And I can remember my dad. Uh, the first time we ever went to one of those, uh, he found uh, a videotape that had this cartoon on it and bought it. And it was this was back when videos were, were still pretty expensive. So, I mean, he paid a, a pretty penny for it, but just so he could have a copy of that cartoon because he liked it that much. So, yeah, this this one's always been a sentimental favorite because, you know, just because it made him laugh so much. But, yeah, this this is a really good one. I like this one a lot. Oh yeah, this this and, isn't uh, just I always like this the, is funny. It is, it is very funny. And I, I love the voices uh that uh I'm assuming it's Mel Blank. Um or no, it's not. According to the Wikipedia here it says it's not. It says an uncredited Stan Freeberg and John T. Smith as uh both voice Pumpkinhead uh Martin. Hmm. Kurt Martin huh. and Pumpkinhead Martin, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Actually, it says uh, Bugs is vo- as usual. Bugs is voiced by Mel Blanc, as is Kurt Martin, and uncredited Stan uh. Freeberg and John T. Smith both voice Pumpkinhead Mor- Martin, and Smith also voices the jukebox square dance caller. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I found. I think we've already. I think I already sang that on an episode of Back to the Yeah, well, I, I know I had gotten it off uh, off of YouTube and gotten the audio and put that on as well. I think after the credits, one episode. But they may hear it again. This this cartoon always had one of my favorite lines uh, where uh, Bugs when when he first meets uh, Pumpkinhead, he goes, uh, 
and who might you be? And he goes, I might be. It's a pumpkin. And he goes, I might be Teddy Roosevelt, but I ain't. I'm Pumpkinhead Martin. <laughs> I don't know why that line cracks me up, but it does. I might be Teddy Roosevelt, but I ain't. <laughs> That's a good one. Where at? Where's the critter at? Sakes and mighty. It's so dark in here. I can't see nothing. Here, try my cigarette lighter. <laughs> Boom. All right. Uh, the next one on my list is from 1944, A Merry Melodies, directed by Fritz Freeling. It's Little Red Riding Rabbit, which <laughs> I'll tell you, when my son, who is now 22 years old, was an infant, and he would get in a crying jag where we couldn't stop him, I would hold him under the arms and stare at his face and rock him back and forth and go da 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 and he would <laughs> and he would stare at my face and stop and stop crying. It was amazing. It worked every single time. So when my daughter, who is now nineteen, was <laughs> born, we tried the same thing. Didn't work at all. <laughs> Wasn't that with little red riding time? hood? It happens to be, yeah, a five o'clock whistle or something like that. She was annoying. The five o'clock whistle's on the blank. The whistle won't blow, and what do you think? My pop is still in the factory, cause he don't know what time it happens to be. La da 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 What you got in the basket, gorgeous? To have, see? Hmm. Wow. Not a bad pair of stems for a rabbit. Yeah, and he's got a cute face too, see? Well, and that's one of the things I love about this is eventually Bugs and the the big bad wolf team up against her because she's so annoying. <laughs> Hey, Granny, what big eyes for you to have. <laughs> oh, it's just so good. And this is another one where, where Bugs gets the guy, like, totally, because he starts singing, put on your old red bonnet with the blue, and they start, like, dancing and singing, and then Red Riding Hood comes back, and he answers the door and, like, slams it on her, and he turns around like he's going to start singing again, and Bugs is gone. scenes where he just gets them like totally to forget who they are and what they're doing uh just this is this is one you know 
Just I, I just always thought this was one of the coolest ones. <laughs> and then uh, and it, it's the the ending is pretty cruel too because they have it all set up that they're gonna have the wolf like over a uh, what is it like a shovel full of hot coals. And and they finally get yeah. him in the position, but Red Riding Hood is so annoying that Bugs releases the 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 big bad wolf and gets you know swaps her out with Red, swaps him out with Red Riding Hood, who's then in that mm-hmm. situation, and the two of them are standing there eating carrots, watching her like with smiles on their faces, as she's about to like get her her ass burned by this thing. Well, says so this is the first time in which Mel Blanc receives a voice credit for this. Interesting. The little Red Riding Rabbit. Yeah, brought her a little bunny, and <laughs> just like he's got, she's got bugs in the lunch basket. So he comes out the one side, and he's talking to her as if he's not the rabbit in the thing. I got a little red, a little bunny. I'm bringing to my grandma. Oh yeah, can I see? And she like reaches in <laughs> and, and pulls out his his le- his leg. Not a bad pair of stems <laughs> for a rabbit. Pretty <laughs> good stems for a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a cute little face, too. See? She pulls out his head. <laughs> I said, look, not a bad-looking pair of stems for a rabbit. <laughs> All right. Let's keep moving. What do you got? Unless you got something else on this one. Uh, no, I think I'm good on that oh, one. Oh, just, just um... one, more, one more thing. is when, when the wolf finally gets to the house, he goes in. There's a bunch of wolves in there. He said, "All right, come on, get out of here. I'm working this side of the street. Come on, come on, come on." <laughs> and, and then there's there's like one really little rabbit, thing, little, little wolf that goes out after everybody else. He he, he was like under the pillow. <laughs> uh, one that's one that's a well, I don't have. It's it's more about a character because because I asked my wife. I mean, we've gone well past our top five we're, we're, we're going in we're, we're, in, top 15, we're in top 15 range now yeah so so i said to my wife i was like so you know i gotta pick up you know five five comic you know five five shows you know what what would be the top five and and then i started to talk to her about like some different characters and i said wow i guess you know i was like i was kind of kind of liked the peppy Le Pew stuff he could be annoying, but and and then my wife goes, she's like, oh god, I hated Pepe Le Pew. I'm like, what do you mean you hated Pepe Le Pew? He always got it in the end. The cat would always chase him, and he did he, and 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 then we're talking about it, and then she says, yeah, that wouldn't fly today with the Me Too movement. I was like, oh yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I wouldn't be a very good uh, cartoon to have out now about a misogynistic uh, skunk trying to chase women. But the women, you know, the the female cat always turns it around at the end. So, but uh, I just figured I'd throw that out there. Mm-hmm. See, uh, you guys have any comments on Pepe Le Pew? I, I, I always thought he was funny, but I just didn't like him as much as I liked Bugs. So, Other ones, yeah. You know, it was kind of yeah. like I mean, there was, there was, there's, there's like a few lines you could quote from him. You know, so round, so firm, so fully packed. Uh, um, you know, or am I getting that confused with Bugs? See, I, I don't know. It's, it's you know. It was always the same with those. He would chase the black cat that somehow got a white stripe on her back and he thought she was a skunk. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Killers. Ah, the petite femme skunk. The rendezvous, no? 
Ah, my darling, how beautiful you are. How lonesome it has been that I have without you. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, the sweet nothings. Ah, uh, the sweet somethings. Ah, uh, the tender and rapturements. Mm -hmm. But I forget. But of course. The rendezvous. Oh, chantez-vous, les entraînez-vous. Elle est très bien, voulez-vous. Ha, ha. Château douce, château triste. Even more so when we kiss. Chez voisin, chez voisin, t'amour. So, she is afraid of herself, this highly seasoned one. Come, my little, you are afraid of yourself. Return to my arms. And go, pigeon. She wants to play in the lover's chase. It is the little girl in her. Sellable. But I guess for a, a, uh, a show... Oh, where's my... I think I've... I know I got more more on the list. Oh, 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 I can't. Again, I don't know if this is a a trilogy or a duology. When Bugs uh I guess I'll just pick like the uh where he's fighting the wrestler. Oh, that's uh the crusher. The crusher. Station time will save nine. Especially we'll <laughs> with the needle fine. Ow! <laughs> Oh, you look so tired. Uh, just passing by. <laughs> Here's your hat and your coat. Oh, why don't you just lay down and let me pin these little old shoulders to the little old mat. <laughs> and the winner, Bugs Bunny. What are you anyway? A wise guy? Oh, yeah, just passing by. Well, come in, come in, come in, come in. Don't stand out there in the cold. 
thought I'd drop in to say hello, though. Just passing by, you understand? Sorry you think you gotta go, Crusher. Been nice seeing you. Aw, oh, you look tired, Crusher. Why don't you rest up on this nice soft floor for a few minutes before you go? Atta boy. And now we'll just pin those little old shoulders to the little old mat and, uh... The winner and new world's champion, the terror! What? No hard feelings, Doc. No, 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 no! And by but do you do you remember the guy that but so bugs was the mascot of the guy that came in yeah it was like a, a gorgeous george Ra- guy i i think it was ravishing ronald yes <laughs> and he, he's got a he's hairnet. Got a hair net. he pulls the hairnet down around him and turns it into like a, a speed bag a punching bag and he's punching a boom. and there's little signs you know help <laughs> i give up yeah, but like the one that kind of goes with that—that that is when he's going up against the construction worker. You, you you remember that one when they wanted to tear down his house? Yes. His his hole, and um, you know he's fighting this guy, and he ends up making that. There's like a big old, uh, you know, they end up rerouting the, yeah, they have, they have, the freeway around it. Well, they have the the whole the building has a uh, has oh, like a right, rabbit yeah. hole, a rabbit hole in, in, in the side kind of thing built in mm-hmm. all the way up to the top. That's when he drops like the freight car on him, and the guy comes in. He's like, ah. <laughs> "Oh yes, such violence, such violence." And we turned out okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not dropping freight cars on people, or, or put them on giant, you know, like slinging them out on a, on a rubber band and closing a safe door on their face and <laughs> making them, knocking them out. No, I'm perfectly fine. We're all fine here. How are you? <laughs> all right what do you got next I, scott or did you have something else bill all right my mm. next my next one i'm jumping all the way to uh to 1955 for uh sahara hair this it, is uh, a looney tunes cartoon this is the is one is that you sam with a camel it is that's the one Riff Raff Sam, he was he was called, and uh, I love this one for for really for one gag, and it's where he can't get the camel to stop, and he's telling him whoa whoa, and he finally goes, when I say whoa, I means whoa, and he whomps him in the head with the rifle and knocks him flat. I don't know if that's the first time he ever did that in a cartoon, but it's the first time I ever saw him do it, and it cracks me up every single time I watch well, it. Because he did that with the dragon, but then he bounced off the back of the dragon's well, spine. The, the dragon one is is later than this, though. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Wikipedia actually calls the one with the dragon, which is Nighty Night Bugs, they call that a remake of this one, of Sahara Hair. So... Mm. I don't know if I'd agree that it's a remake, but it does use a lot of the same gags. I'm pretty sure this one also has one. I say giddy up, I mean giddy up. <laughs> and he hits him again. Right. 
<laughs> Wax him in the ass, ass. yeah. It's got a lot of good gags in it. And Bugs like locks him out of the castle, right? And he's got to like try and get in, and he's trying all these different ways to get in. Is, yep. Isn't that the one where he like washes his hands and he's looking for a towel and he goes to the back of uh, Sam's like uh, turban or, or whatever and he like tears it off, <laughs> pulls it off like it's toilet or like it's a paper towel? Yeah, and another face. one just comes down. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Now I don't know what the order is with this. I just thought of another one as the one where uh, where Sam is the Hessian, but I don't yes. know where that falls I think into, that's the, later. into the order. I like that one too. Yeah, I think this is the first oh, one the... Where, where Bugs failed to make the left turn at Albuquerque, and that's how he. Yeah, this up. is because of a gag where he thinks he's in Miami Beach. Right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's right. He pops up out of the ground. He's like, Miami Beach at last. He's running for the beach, and he ends up running himself into exhaustion. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> this is a good one. Great horny toads are trespassing, getting footprints all over my desert. <laughs> no, it does, it does, but doesn't he say footy prints? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, footprints all over my desert. I'm gonna have to look up that one with uh, with Hesh and Sam. I can't I can't remember which what the name is of that one or, or where it falls. Hesh and Sam, what? Where he's a German uh, soldier? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Hmm. That's probably one they don't air very often anymore. Bunker Hill Bunny. That's the name of that. It's it's much oh. earlier than this too. Hmm. Yeah, Yosemite Sam is a Hessian mercenary in the American Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. Um, going next with Operation Rabbit, which is a Looney Tunes from 1952, and it is the second appearance of Wile E. Coyote, Super Genius. A 
Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Wile E. Coyote. Genius. I am not selling anything, nor am I working my way through college. I so let's get down to cases. You are a rabbit, and I am going to eat you for supper. Now, don't try to get away. I am more muscular, more cunning, faster, and larger than you are, and I'm a genius. <laughs> Wild E. Coyote, super genius. I like the way that rolls out. Wild E. Coyote, super genius. Oh, that was the second appearance of Wild E. Coyote. Apparently, it was. Wow, they so they actually gave him a voice early on, and then they. Well, they didn't really take it away so much as they just made those other ones silent films. Really? Yeah, they I were just silent. realized I the one that you were talking about, and I always thought that this came like at the tail later. End. Yeah, I thought so, it was. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize it was at the beginning. Wow. Yeah. Wild E. Coyote. Yeah, that's a that's a line I've so, used. Super genius. And then I'll say, remember. So in other words, my name the, is Mud. The, and remember, the, Mud spelled backwards is dumb. <laughs> So the Roadrunner was not his first enemy then. It was Bugs Bunny. I'm looking to try and see what his first appearance was, because it said this was his second. Uh, Jones based Coyote on Mark Twain's book Roughing It, in which Twain described the coyote as long, slim, sick, and sorry-looking skeleton that is living, breathing allegory of want. He is always hungry. Jones said he created Coyote Roadrunner cartoons as a parody of traditional cat and mouse cartoons such as MGM's Tom and Jerry, which Jones would occasionally, which Jones would work on as a director later in his career. Jones modeled the Coyote's appearance on fellow animator Ken Harris. Uh, so I'm trying to see when his first appearance was, though. It's not giving me. I'm not seeing when he. F- what the first appearance was, which is surprising, because you would think... Yeah, yeah, go. The, the coyote appears separately as an occasional years. antagonist of Bugs Bunny in five shorts from 1952 to 1963. Uh, characters were created by animation director Chuck Jones in 1948 for Warner Brothers, while the template for their adventures was work of writer Michael Maltese. The characters star in a long-running series of theatrical cartoon shorts, the first 16 of which were written by Maltese and occasional made-for-television cartoons. It was originally meant to parody cart chases like Tom and Jerry's. Uh, Coyote was occasionally a separate antagonist of Bugs Bunny in five shorts from 1952 to 1963. I didn't even realize there were five of them. He's generally mm-hmm. silent in the Coyote, Coyote Roadrunner shorts. He speaks with a refined accent in these solo outings, except for hair-breadth hurry, uh, beginning in Operation in 1952's Operation Rabbit, introducing himself as Wiley Coyote Genius, voiced by an upper class with an upper class accent by Mel Blanc. Uh, it still doesn't tell me what the first appearance is, but mm. his first appearance was Fast and uh, Furry Us. It's uh, September 17th, 1949, oh, yeah, and it was him and the Roadrunner. Okay, yeah, it's, this was the second cartoon, the Operation Rabbit, now to feature Wiley e. Coyote following 1949's Fast and Fast and Furious, and the first in which he is identified by his full name. So, uh, you know, basically, you know, this this kind of goes with what I read earlier, where they started to give him more intelligent opponents to kind of beat on. 
So, you know, he was mm-hmm. dealing with a genius right. here, and I just remember him being, like, so dismissive of Bugs Bunny. Oh, they always have to fight. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh... Um, and, like he's a Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad we mentioned, you know, some of these other ones, too, because I was thinking about that, that just about everything I think we've talked about so far has, has been Bugs Bunny. Well, most of it. And there were a lot of other, you know, really good good characters as well. You know, you've got the, the Coyote and Road. See, for me, the Coyote and Roadrunner ones all blur together as one cartoon. I can't, I couldn't, you know, like, quote you the names of any of them, but I, I liked no. them. I, I generally enjoyed them. I generally well, enjoyed them, one. but because they were silent, I think they did have that tendency to blur together, and it felt very repetitive watching them, so I was always waiting to get back to right. Bugs Bunny when it was the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour. It's not that well, I there was the one. I, I tell you something else that's, that's really funny, and I, I didn't appreciate them as much when I was a kid, but I find them really funny now when I watch them. Are the uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, I love Foghorn. Mm-hmm. I used to skip those when I was a kid, but now I watch them and I just roar. Those are really funny. Yeah. They are, and his character was great, and and it is, you know, it's another one where though where like they tend to blend a little bit. But you had the chicken hawk ones, you had uh, yeah. Sam, <laughs> you had the 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 dog that he would uh, try to, you know, that he would abuse, and would turn the tables on him. Uh, so I mean, there were, there were a lot of stuff. There was there was some way where he would try and like woo the the old hag looking chicken, <laughs> and she had she had, she, she had she had the little egghead kid. <laughs> Right, yeah, I remember that one. He'd, he'd like pull out a slide rule and do stuff and like shake his head. Go away, boy, you bother. But but it's impossible. And he'd show him the show him the uh, the formula. I know, but how is it possible? <laughs> like he he stuck a shovel in the ground and like just pulled up a piece of earth Point. and fog one leg one was there. Yeah, they were playing hide and seek. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there was some great moments like that. Hey, boy, come on over here. Let's have a look at you. This is a boy? Come over here, boy, and I'll show you how to make a nice paper aeroplane. There she goes. Look at her fly. How's that for a... Huh? No, no, boy, that's no way to make a plane. That'll never... I say that'll never... Come on, and I'll show you how to set up this simple box trap. Well, there, I say, there she is, boy, all set. Now, where, I say, where did that boy go? <laughs> Looks like the boy genius is trying to show me up. Well, I say, what are you trying to do, boy? Build a better trap than mine? Well, you'll never catch nothing in that contraption. The principle's all wrong. Look, I can step in it, nothing happens. I can make off with a bait, nothing happens. I can jump over it, nothing happens. Hey, boy. Got any more of those long-haired books? You gotta, I say, you gotta keep on your toes. Toes, that is. All right. 
keep it moving along so, here. We, we're running so you very remember well. Remember the uh, <laughs> um, the the one that I remember is when the coyote actually caught the Roadrunner, but it was when like they went through a bunch of pipes and they got smaller and smaller and smaller, and then they ran back the other way. And when they came out, the Roadrunner was big, but the coyote was still small. And he like grabs his toe, and <laughs> the Roadrunner like looms down over him. Do you guys remember that one? I don't remember it, it actually. I I only remember seeing it like once or twice. Well, that was your tenth one, Paul. So I don't know if I don't. I can still go on for a little while. <laughs> okay. Now I don't have a name, but it's a gag that you and I have done. Maybe you and I. I think it was a coyote, but maybe it was supposed to be a wolf. And that's the, uh, you know, morning Sam, morning Ralph. Yeah. Where they would pa- pass and punch in the clock. Somebody was there was some TV show where they were comparing themselves to that. Oh, it was on mm. oh, there was a, there's a show Suits. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was where Megan Markle actually oh. made name. And there's a character on that. And he, it, one of the other characters, he, he's actually, you know, like, they're very close, but they fight all the time. And he mm-hmm. compared it to that. He says, well, we're kind of like Sam and Ralph. We're, you know, when, when we're working, we fight all the time. But, you know, outside of that, we really care about each other. <laughs> you know the ones we're talking about, Scott? The ones with the, uh, the big oh, sheepdog yeah. that has the hair over his face. He can't see anything. Or you think he can't see yep. anything. and. And I think it's the coyote, but I don't, you know, and he's trying to steal the sheep. He comes up with all the different, uh, I don't think there's very many of those. Is, is there only one of those? No, I think there's a couple. Is it? Oh, there's, I think there's a series of them, I, I think, anyway. It, yeah. it always seemed like there was. Hello, Ralph. Hello, Fred. Hello, Sam. Hello, Ralph. Morning, Ralph. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. Morning, Sam. Morning, Sam. Oh, uh, good morning, Ralph. wasting Sam yep another day another dollar morning Sam oh oh morning Ralph uh, have a good day it's too close to quitting time Ralph let's pick it up there in the morning okay Sam good night Good night, Ralph. Pleasant dreams. Good night, Ralph. See you tomorrow, Sam.
You've been working too hard, Ralph. Why don't you take tomorrow off? I can handle both jobs. Gee, th thanks, Sam. Good night, Ralph. See you tomorrow, Sam. Well, uh, better luck next time, Ralph. Oh, sure, you can't win them all, you know. Thanks. Nice day, huh, Sam? Yep, good to be alive, Ralph. I wonder what yeah. the what's his name? Is it just Sam Sheepdog? I I think so. And then like like one time he lifts up his uh his hair and he's got like these blood red eyes. He's all pissed off at him and he's like, Ooh, okay. Yeah, here you go. Ralph Wolf and Sam Sheepdog are characters in a series of animated cartoons in the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies oh, series so, of cartoons. So he is a wolf, but I swear he looks just like the coyote, but he may maybe Yeah, I always thought he was the coyote. I, I thought he was Wiley Coyote. Oh. I knew he wasn't Wiley Coyote only because his name was Ralph. But, yeah. Well, but yeah, I, that's true. But I, yeah, yeah I, I couldn't say there was a lot more to distinguish him than that. According to Wikipedia, is weird. Inspired by the, da, 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 the sh it's showing here that there's don't give up the sheep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But then it lists more underneath that. So I, I don't know. There's all there's a whole bunch of them though. Mm. Woolen underwear. <laughs> sorry. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I'm looking at. Uh, okay. So it looks like there's. What did I say? Seven? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Seven appearances between 1953 and 1963. And then this other list here is naming other things they appeared in. Um, Sam has a cameo in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I remember seeing him. Oh, yeah. Noticing him at the end of that. The other thing here that I thought was an episode was a video game. So Sheep, Dog, and Wolf, also known as Sheep Raider for the original Sony PlayStation, is a faithful adaptation of the series Sheep Abducting Schemes. I think I played that. Sam wow. Sheepdog appeared in Tasmania. I remember that game. No, that's a, that was a show. Oh, no, this down, is an episode. Down in Tasmania. Yeah. Wasn't there, a, down wasn't Tasmania. there a game called Tasmania or something mm. like that? I thought there was a video there, game. There was something like that. I can't remember too many, but I, I vaguely remember it. This is like the umpteenth reference I've seen to uh, Looney Tunes back in action in one of these. Oh, I need to watch I, that again. I saw that once and didn't think much of it. I need to watch I'd, that I'd much rather sometime. watch the classic cartoons than see some sort of repackaging of them. Yeah. Well, Animaniacs <laughs> had some good funny stuff. That's but that's not repackaging. That's a totally different show. So I'm, I'm right. Cool well, ti well, ti Tiny Toons had some good stuff too. Oh, here you go. This one's funny. During a scene in the Tomb Raider video game Shadow of the Tomb Raider, two members of the Trinity organization can be overheard greeting one another with the uh, with an evening <laughs> Ralph, evening Sam exchange. That's funny. That's really cool. <laughs> I wonder which one Shadow of the Tomb Raider is. I don't know that one. Oh, oh yeah, okay, here's, that's here's your reference to game. suits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you look at that. There's a, that. That's the coyote. I don't care if they yeah, say. Yeah, no, it's the same. Not. It's the same. It's the same model. thing. Yeah. Well, I've still got uh, this discussion. Popped another one in, in my head, so I'll save that if we go okay. one more. Round. Yeah, I, no, I got a few more. You any more? Uh, the, the Scott, whatever your name is. I, I, could, I could go on with a whole bunch more, but th this is the last one of the original ones that I had on my list because um, because uh, we already talked about Rabbit of Seville. So I want you guys to see if you can guess 
which one this is because I, uh, frankly, I'm shocked to get to the end of my list and and this one is still on there and you guys haven't taken it so I want I want to see if you well can do you guess. want the name or just we can give you the gist of the cartoon uh, either one okay so it's uh, according to Wikipedia here it says uh, filmmaker Steven Spielberg in the PBS Chuck Jones bi- uh, biographical documentary Extremes and In Betweens a life in animation called this the Citizen Kane of animated shorts. In 1994, it was voted number five of the 50 greatest cartoons of all time by members of the animation field. In 2003, the United States Library of Congress deemed the film culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant and selected it for preservation in the National Film Registry. Which cartoon is it? Hmm. Paul? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Got any which characters are in it? Will right. I give if, it away? Uh, if I tell you which character, it'll totally give it away. So I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you a big hint. Hello, my baby. Hello, my. Oh. Baby. Hello, time. Yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own. Everybody do the Michigan ride. Everybody likes the Michigan ride. Every maim and chain and roof. Stomp, romp, hop the Michigan. Jump, clump, pump the Michigan ride. That loving one okay, wow. froggy evening. I'm shocked you guys didn't mention this one already. Actually, I'm kind of shocked too. I have, I happen to have him down on my oh, shelf. Oh, that's in one. The of, that's got one of the funniest lines where the guy's got the dog in the in the uh, right. That's the one you're talking about, where he's the guy that's ahead of the guy with the frog. He's he's got the dog and he's and he's saying, "What's on top of the house? Roof." What? Who's the greatest baseball player? No, no, this, this no? is this is the frog comes out. That, it's Michigan J. Frog. He comes out. Yeah, there and there and, is no dialogue. And and the uh, the it's, guy finds him and, and every time yeah every time he opens the box and no one else is around the frog breaks into like an old ragtime type song. Yeah, but I thought there was one where he goes into the talent agent and before he gets in there there's a guy with a dog. And they do the gag where, he, you know, he... I think that where, may have been something where they used the character again later, but oh, okay. I don't think okay. that's the original one. Yeah. Okay. Because then, then uh, eventually uh, the guy uh, had enough because everybody thinks he's crazy, so he takes the frog and puts it back into the building again, and then somebody opens it up, you know, in the future when they're in outer space, and, yeah, and, he, and he's yeah. in a space suit and he's trying to show people the frog. Everybody do the varsity rag. Yeah, that's the one. Michigan J. Frog. Yeah, yeah, because he does yep. that. He does. How many songs does he do? He does that. You know, hello my baby, hello my honey. Uh, I, I, I know he's got a... says, popular short contained a wide variety of musical entertainments with song ranging from "Hello My Baby" and "I'm Just Wild About Harry" to oh. Tin Pan Alley classics uh, to Largo Alfacto Facto Totem. I don't know what that is. Mm. Um, yeah, it doesn't give a list of all the songs, but yeah, that th- that one is to me that it's just genius because you know, except for Michigan singing, 
there's no dialogue in that entire cartoon. It's it's yeah. all told through the visuals, and it's it's very clever. I mean, you can totally follow the entire story. <laughs> I just picture and, the guy uh, when he's when he opens it up to show another guy, and the frog's just like, yeah. and then he, and then yep. he's he's picking up his arms and legs, and they're playing like this limp version of like, and the frog's just doing nothing. He's like. Don't they throw it all out? And oh, like, there is a list. There is a list here. You got Hello, My Baby, The Michigan Rag, Come Back to... I don't know how you pronounce this. Ariane. I remember when he's singing it, but I don't know how it's pronounced. I'm Just Wild About Harry. Throw Him Down McCloskey. I don't remember <laughs> that one. Uh, Won't You Come Over to My House. Yes, I remember that one. Won't you come over to my house and say that to my little girl. Yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome one. <laughs> uh, Largo Al Facto Totem. Um, I don't know what that is. Please don't talk about me when I'm gone. Please don't talk don't about me when I'm gone. <laughs> I think you're making that up. No, it's a real song. Yeah. I actually have a version of it by Sammy Davis Jr. Hey, man. Well, it's cool, cool, funny he is, you know, he's found in the time capsule of the building that's being destroyed at the beginning of the cartoon. And then the guy that finds him dumps him in another time capsule for a building that's being laid. And then it ends in the future where somebody way off in the future finds him. So <laughs> this frog never dies. He just lives in, he's you know, in, a mortal live frog. In, the, in that little tiny box. Pretty much. I guess. Good for the frog. Does it say what year that's supposed to be? I'm trying to remember if it. I if think it, when they take him out in the future, it does. I think it's like the year 2000 or something like that. Oh, here it is. Yeah, the timeline then jumps to 2056. Okay. Oh well, so we're still not there yet. The yeah. year 2000. Smellovision replaces television. Yeah, it's a hundred years after the the debut of the cartoon is why they chose that date. Apparently, that's funny. So yeah, a hundred years later, that frog's still. Still good. <laughs> well, he became the uh, he became the um, the front the front man for he was the mascot for the WB TV network. WB, right? yeah, for for oh, yeah, for, sure uh, for ten years from 1995 to 2005. I'm just thinking like with with his you know with the story the way it went he's like Frog Nooney and Sing. <laughs> <laughs> he gets out. He puts his hands together. I am. What is it? I, I, I don't even want to go. I don't even want to go tired. into my Ricardo Montalvan. I'm tired. Leave me. Do hello, my baby. Hello. My then honey. go or stay, but do so because it's what you wish to do. Anyway, <laughs> just keep it moving along. My next one does not have Bugs Bunny in it. It's one of the very few that I have that does not. It's called Feed the Kitty from 1952. It's the one with the bulldog. Oh, uh, Mark Anthony, who who adopts Pussyfoot, the little cat. <laughs> the and, little cat with the little cat cookies. Yes, she makes. The, and this is apparently uh, B B Bernadette, who's the one I mentioned earlier. Actually, it's B Ben Ben Excuse me, I'm not. I wasn't pronouncing it right. Uh, the one from Petticoat Junction that I mentioned. She does a lot of the female voices in these oh, episodes. Oh, she does the voice of the, of the And she does the voice the of the owner, the one who... And then she makes the cookies, and he thinks she turned the <laughs> the, uh, the cat into oh, the cookie, so he's well, crying. She's running the blender and everything, and he, like, passes out. He just, oh, and his eyes, and he just falls over. Oh, boom. 
It's just great because I mean, Mark Anthony's like this big burly dog, and you know the tiny little kitten that he falls in love with, and you know it. It's not you know that. He puts the cookie lunch. on his back. <laughs> yeah, but when, I just love when the cat gets on his back and it's like trying to settle in, so it does that thing with its claws, and he's like, ah, 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 until it finally settles in. And then it curls up a little ball and he tucks his fur over it. Yeah, that's a cute one. Yeah, it's that's it's one that that's made an impression on me over the years. Yeah. What are you up to? You look very guilty. All right, into your basket and stay there. I don't want any of your foolishness while I'm making the cookies. Mark Anthony, you greedy thing. Can't you even wait till they're done? Oh, dear, now what? Mark Anthony! Give me that cord. I've had just about enough of this. Oh, my whipped cream. That's the last straw. Maybe I can get something accomplished. enough. My, what a long face. Well, I know just the thing for that. Here. Come on, come on, take it. can't believe we haven't mentioned this character or this one because you often it's one of your favorite quotes paul oh yeah is it, as long as i'm rich <laughs> no but i but that's another one i'm sure we can well it's next uh, on my list so don't worry <laughs> why what for you put me in the cold cold ground i <laughs> love the tasmanian <laughs> devil <laughs> <laughs> I think I do a good task. That's not bad at all. You have skill uh, there. Step lively, mates. That there's a Tasmanian devil, the most vicious animal in the old blinking world. What's cooking? 
The Tasmanian devil's on the loose. Run, run, run for your life. Beware of the Tasmanian devil, a vicious, ravenous brute with powerful jaws like a steel trap. Eats hard vox, ants, bears, boars, cats, bats, dogs, hogs, elephants, antelopes, pheasants, ferrets, giraffes, gazelles. <laughs> a strong, murderous beast, jaws as powerful as a steel trap, has ravenous appetite, eats tigers, lions, elephants, buffaloes, donkeys, giraffes, octopuses, rhinoceroses, mooses, ducks, rabbits. The Tasmanian devil is a powerful, vicious, evil-tempered brute. Hungry at all times, it will eat anything, but is especially fond of wild duck. Yes! Octopuses, penguins, people, warthogs, yaks, newts, walrus, gnus, wildebeests. What? No rabbits? Especially rabbits. The Tasmanian Devil's liable to get you. He's a mean, vicious, nasty, no good, baggy eyed, marble headed ignoramorous. He's a stupid ye. Flattery will get you nowhere. <laughs> Say, Mac, if I was you, I'd check the cookbook. You're turning me way too slow. You don't want me to get overdone, do you? Turn faster. Faster. What for you bury me in the cold, cold ground? I can't. I was it just. Uh, oh, what, what? What was his first appearance? Because that's where, that's where all the all the. Um, I'm trying to look it up now while we're talking, but that's when all the animals are running through through the jungle, and Bugs is like, "Hey, where you going? How about that?" <laughs> and then he stops like 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 a little one. He's like, "Hey, hold on. What's going on? Where's everybody? What's the hubbub, bub? Does does he say that? What's the hubbub, bub?" I think so. I'm trying to look up Ta- Tasmanian Devil cartoon. So I don't remember the first one he was in. Let's take a look. Tasmanian Devil, commonly referred to as Taz, is an animated cartoon character featured in Warner Brothers Looney Tunes and Mary Melody's series of cartoons. Though the character appeared in only five shorts before Warner wow. Brothers cartoons closed down in 1964, marketing and television appearances later propelled the character to new popularity in the 1990s. His first name is revealed in the 1957 short Bedeviled Rabbit when his wife refers to him as Claude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when does he, when does he first appears apparently uh, in Devil May Hair from 1954. Mm. Taz stalks Bugs Bunny, but due to his dimwittedness and inability to frame complete sentences, he serves as little more than a nuisance. Bugs eventually gets rid of him the most logical way possible, matching him up with an equally insatiable female Tasmanian devil. The character's speech, a deep and gravelly voice, peppered with growls and screeches and raspberries, is provided by Mel Blanc. Only occasionally would Taz actually speak, usually to utter some incongruous punchline, e.g., what, what for you bury me in cold, cold ground? <laughs> And yet the character is capable of writing and reading. A running gag is that when Bugs Bunny hears the approach of Taz, 
looks him up in the encyclopedia and starts reading off a list of animals that Taz eats. Bugs finds rabbits not listed until, until Taz enters and either points out that rabbits are listed or writes rabbits on the list. <laughs> oh, that made me just re reminded me of another uh, Bugs Bunny one. Oh, not to get off the subject of Taz, but the one where Bugs Bunny basically goes apeshit because he's deemed, you know, as non-offensive or whatever. And he goes and he do that's that's the one where he cuts off Florida. Yes. Where he takes a saw and he cuts off Florida. And and they put like a million dollar bounty on, on Bugs it's Bunny. Like, like Bugs Bunny public enemy or something like yeah. that. <laughs> so. So, yeah, Taz, I, I, I was surprised that you didn't mention it because I was waiting for you to do your, you know, what for you bury me in cold, cold ground. <laughs> you don't know that I wasn't going to eventually get uh -oh. to it. Uh-oh, uh-oh, sorry, sorry. It's all right, it's all right. <laughs> There's plenty to go around. Scott, you got another one? I was just looking here, just off the top of my head, you know, you listening to bill's uh impression of the the tasmanian devil reminded me of uh the gorillas i couldn't remember the the gorilla's name it was uh in one of the cartoons it was gruesome and in another one they changed his name to elvis go take Judy oh, that's, uh, that's yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, the female one. one adopts bugs or whatever or they think it's their yeah. baby because it's stork well, the, the name I found was Gorilla My Dreams, and then it said it was remade later as uh, Apes of Wrath. Why hasn't the stork ever visited us, Grissom? <laughs> Everybody has a baby but us. <laughs> I work. <laughs> I slave. <laughs> what thanks do I get? <laughs> Cut that out, Gargantua. I ain't an ape. I'm a rabbit. Hey, look, long ears, fluffy tail, technically known as a rodentus rabbitus. <laughs> My baby doesn't love me. <laughs> That's my soft spot, Dame's crying. So she thinks I'm a baby. Well, I can go along with a gag. Okay, stop crying, I'm sorry. Turn off the water wipes. Mother... Ah! <laughs> 
I was trying to, I was confusing them in my head. I'm like, this sounds familiar, but I thought it had a scene. And then I looked at the other one, the remake, and then that one had the scenes that I remembered. So I remember both versions. So it's funny. I mean, Bill was right. A lot of these ended up uh, being remade or, re- you know, scenes recycled and that sort of thing. So that's why it's hard to keep them straight sometimes. Because not only did they recycle gags, sometimes they recycled cartoons, too. Yeah, the one I just thought of was Hurdy Gurdy Hair. That's the one where there's uh, the, the street uh, organ guy, you know, and he's got the little monkey and Bugs actually like steals his bit. He takes the hat mm-hmm. and starts going over and knocking on windows. And, right. <laughs> and then the, the monkey is pissed, so he goes over and tells the rabbit at the zoo, and the rabbit comes out to... To take care of bugs, and it's just—I'm pretty sure it's the same, the same gorilla. And then there's the other one where they—they they adopt him. They adopt bugs because the stork accidentally right. brings bugs instead of the baby gorilla. Isn't the stork drunk? I, yeah. I think I'm sorry, man. I think that's the remake one because yeah, that's the remake, Apes of Wrath. But in the original one, Bugs is floating in a. He's like floating in the ocean or something, or in a yeah. It says right here, Bugs is stranded in a barrel ocean. That's the one. Yeah, my dreams. We were sailing along, (laughs) peaceful and calm. See now, like you said, that's a song I would never, ever, ever know, (laughs) except for Bugs Bunny. Yep. All right. Next. Those cartoons can't teach us anything. (laughs) Next on my list is Alibaba Bunny, which is. Basically, it's down, down, down. Yes, it is. And it's, you know, consequences, consequences. as long as I'm rich. (laughs) You have desecrated the genie of the lamp. Dog. Down, down, down. Go, go, go. Mine, mine, mine. What's with you, anyway? I can't help it. I'm a greedy slob. It's my hobby. Save me! Hassan Chop! Bingo that away. Is he gone? Yeah, I got rid of him. Oh, boy, I'm rich! I'm wealthy! I'm independent! I'm socially secure! I'm rich! I'm rich! Oh, 
I'm rich. I'm a rich. I'm a happy miser. Oh, brother. Close sesame. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's when he's actually, you know, Pismo Beach, here at last. Yeah. It, and then he opens the clam, and then, yeah, Daffy jumps out of the hole. What a way for a duck to travel underground. He's smacking his head. Bam, bam, bam. Knocking Making the, the sand out, out of, sand out of his ears. <laughs> Must have made that left turn at Albuquerque. Have either of you been to Albuquerque? I have. And I, I have I, not. I, I, I was there when I was a kid, and I thought it was funny. I'm like, we're in Albuquerque. We're in Albuquerque. So then after, uh, after down, 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 go, go, go. The genie, like, you know, you've desecrated the genie of the lamp, dog. So then the next scene, it shows Bugs finally at Pismo Beach. Yeah. And he's opening up the clams, and there's a, a pearl in one. And that's when little little Daffy comes running little over. Down, down, down. Go, go, go. <laughs> I'm rich. I'm a wealthy miser. What do you got next? There's so many, I'm just trying to pull them out, out, out of my head now because I'm beyond my list that I had written. But, uh... Oh, I, I can't believe you haven't brought... Well, it's probably on your list, but so I'll, I'll probably steal it. I might, Rabbit, I might. I'll look for Rocky in the city. You've convinced me. If my friend Rocky was in the stove, would I, would I let, throw this lit match? You might, <laughs> Rabbit. You yeah, might. see? one was that what's the name of that one paul i'm not certain let's see if we could find it quick now is that the same one with uh with the edgar g robinson character is that different? yeah, yeah no like no show. different one. no because oh. the, the edward g robinson character was i just remember like i don't remember who he's supposed to be doing he does another uh movie guy it's curtains for you rocky curtains ah oh, they're adorable <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, Rocky's really mad now. Why? Why, it's Bugsy. Don't look at me like that, Bugsy. I'm your pal, Bugsy, your buddy pal. Yeah. It's curtains for you, Rocky. Curtains. No. No, not that. No, no. Curtains, you understand? Curtains. Yeah. Oh, they're adorable. Oh, they're adorable. That's a different one. That's when when he's he's pretending to uh, fight for him. What a pal! What a pal! What a pal! Here, hold me, watch. And he gives him a like a stick of dynamite with a uh, clock on it. 
I'm not finding it. Was was his was it Rocky? Was that the? I think so. I thought that was his name. Mug was it Muggsy? Muggsy, I think, is his henchman. Oh. I thought that was it because he puts him in the in the trunk at one point, and then he's he's impersonating a a a, a cop, like an Irish cop, and he's going, "All right, puts him, Rocky, puts him in the stove. Got... Is it a he's stove? not in the stove? What I throw? It's Bugs and Thugs, 1954. There we go. Bugs, and Bugs, Bugs. calls a cab. He doesn't know it's a getaway car for a couple of bank robbers. <laughs> Forrest and Bugs always just. Running into things, but isn't there one where he puts him in a he puts him in a trunk and he's shoving swords into it, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't. I do, I, I, I do this if my pal Rocky was in there, and I don't think that's the swords. I think that's a different one. I think I, I just I remember yeah. putting the swords in and being like, like hear the sound coming out of it, but he's not really doing anything. And then, oh, and. No, you know what that one is? That's like the magician is putting the swords in, and Bugs is in there, and he, as he's putting the swords in, Bugs Bugs is doing like the sounds. It turns out no, he's he's no, the one handing the, one. the guy the swords. <laughs> he's, oh, agony, no, I, agony! I know what you're talking about. I, I remember that one too. I know the one you're talking about, but there's there's one I would the swear where, where, where Edgar G. Robinson is in a trunk, and and Bugs is telling the cop. You know he's 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 impersonating the cop so that Edgar G. Robinson thinks that there's two two guys because remember he he grabs a hold of the handle of the trunk at one point and runs down the stairs with it and Edgar G. Robinson is, it shows him inside the trunk and he's bouncing all over the place and everything. Oh yeah, yeah that's the one with what a pal what a pal what a pal. What is yeah doing, that's what it is, yeah that's I think that's racketeer rabbit. <laughs> It's it's similar, but it's not the same one. That's 1946, so that may actually predate. What was the other one? The, I think you um, said 53, 54. So yeah, so it predates the other one. But there's you know, two di- two different uh, sets of bad guys in those. There's, but I think they might both be called Rocky. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, Muggsy. No, Muggsy is the one in the uh, with the one with the big the short guy with the big hat. And then this one's got Edward G. Robinson, who's Rocky, and then he's with Hugo, who looks like Peter Lorre. <laughs> oh, I I just remembered one that I had that I didn't write down. Right, is give, it back to me? Give it, well, it, I don't even know if we're doing any order anymore, so just give it up. So uh, there's at least two that I can think of. Well, Daffy Duck was often a foil for, for Porky Pig, um, so... There's two in particular. One where Daffy Duck is like runs a hotel and he keeps throwing up the different animals, you know, and he's basically extorting money from 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 Porky. And like the last gag he does in it is that there's an elephant in his room. And you he's better not. <laughs> he gets and he shoots like a mouse up through the mail chute and he to, to get it out. He's like, just send the money down to shoot. And there's like all this hundreds of dollars comes flying down. Actually, the one I was thinking of with the elephant was when they tell him to get an elephant gun. That's from one of the bugs, the rabbit season, duck season ones. That's not it's, even that's not even a rabbit gun. That's an elephant gun. Why don't you go shoot an elephant? The elephant comes out. You better not. And he like pounds Taffy on the head, and he goes, is, or Elmer on the head. Does is it 
a Warner Brothers one where an elephant says, "Oh, I'll give you, I'll give you such a pinch." I don't know if that is. That's that's a, a take on Joe Besser, who was one of the Three Stooges at one time, and he also played Stinky oh. on the old Abbott and Costello show. That was kind of like his tagline. Because I re- I thought I remember an elephant doing that in a cartoon, whether or not it's Warner Brothers or one. I'm of the sure other there was ones. an elephant that did that. I just don't know if it was a Warner Brothers or not. Mm. And then and then the other one is where where Daffy has um 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 he moves Porky I think into the House of the Future and it's got all the the different futuristic devices and then but but he 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 tells him don't press the red button you know don't press this button or don't pull this lever and at the end it like jacks the house all the way up into the air and he flies up in a helicopter and he's like. For a small fee, I'll install this little red button to get you down. <laughs> right, I remember that one. It looks like he's conning him through the whole thing. Oh, how how could we not mention uh, Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire? I don't mention any yacht. Again! <laughs> Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire! I don't mention any yacht! Now, repeat. I am Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. Glad to meet you, Mr. Fudd. No, you are Elmer J. Fudd. Oh, I am Elmer J. Fudd. Now repeat after me. Mr. Fudd, you force me to use much stronger methods. If you will just swallow this capsule, I'm sure we will get much faster results. It's dead. And now, repeat after me. I am Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. I am Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. Again. I am Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. Again. I am Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. What is that? Maybe in the crazy house. But I'm not going to Alcatraz. Is it Alcatraz or Sing Sing? Alcatraz. Okay. I have three more on my list. Should I just bang them right out? Yeah, just, yeah. It's, there's uh, Bugs Money and the Three Bears from 1944. Oh, yeah. a, when when uh, you know he gets mixed up with the three of them and they they, they you know they're all going after him but then he he sweet talks Mama Bear mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, she's like tell me more about my eyes and he's like trying to get away from her at that point. Stop! Don't you dare lay a hand on him, you brutes! <sighs> Now, wait a minute, sister. Now, now take it easy. You, you got me wrong. Uh, 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 just, just a passing fancy. <laughs> it's purely platonical, honest. But I, I, feel, I feel like a sister to you. Uh, 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 you read any good books lately? Now, now, cut it out. Stop it. Hey, people are looking at us. Compose yourself. Stop! Uh, then I have 1951 Big Top Bunny, where... Bugs is in the ends up in the circus and he starts competing with the star attraction Bruno the uh, the bear, and then Bruno's got like a Russian accent. No, no I Bruno shall do it. <laughs> it's and they like trying to keep trying to out out to each other. I will jump from three stories down onto a block of was a block of cement on my head yet. <laughs> Nobody could outdo Bruno the magnificent. I dive 300 feet into bucket of water. Oh, yeah? Well, I'll dive 
a damp sponge. And I, Bruno, will dive 1,000 feet into a block of cement. On my head yet. Say, that's a good stunt. I'll buy that. But the star goes first. Here I go. Oh, no. Bruno is the star. I go first. Uh-uh. I go first. I go first. Okay, pal. You win. You go first. <laughs> and then the last one on my list is from 1961 and it's called eight ball bunny and that's the one with uh playboy penguin and he's looking to get home and bugs is trying to take him home and uh it turns out he ta- he like takes him to uh, i think alaska or the south pole or the north pole or whatever and then he shows him the, the sheet that says he was born in captivity in hoboken hoboken i'm dying again <laughs> Pardon me, but could you help out a fellow American who's down on his luck? Bogart keeps coming over. Could you help a fellow American down on his luck? Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> but then he finally puts the rabbit on his and on. He gives the rabbit to Humphrey Bogart and leaves. Hit the road. He reaches into his pocket, pulls out his thumb. Hit the road. <laughs> uh, it makes me want to just sit and watch all of these cartoons all over again. What and, is the one? I'm trying to find the name of it, and I'm not finding it here. Where Elmer Fudd is running a hotel, and this guy comes in that just wants to sleep, and Daffy Duck just torments oh, the guy. Oh, yeah, he keeps waking then, the guy up, and the guy keeps beating up Elmer. He wakes him up, and then he goes down to the front desk and punches Elmer right in the face. You know the one I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I know absolutely the one you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. That one is hysterical, too. That's a really good one. Story. <laughs> Traveling salesman! Oh, and he came to a farmhouse! And he asked the farmer, 
say. Uh, but uh, it was a riot! <laughs> the funniest thing I ever heard! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's all I want to do now is just, is just hunt these down and watch them. I think that one's called A Pest in the House, according to what I'm looking at here. Yeah, that's here, what I'm coming sure up I've with. Got the... Animated okay. short, released August 2nd, 1947. Daffy Duck and Elma Fudd. Uh, title is an appropriate play on a guest in the house. The film is notable for featuring a sort of in-between interpretation of Daffy. He's not necessarily the zany, impish inter- interpretation used famously by Tex Avery and Bob Clampett, nor is he the greedy, self-centered version that Chuck Jones later popularized in the 50s. Uh, brief narration as Daffy in a Jerry Colonna like sarcastic aside to the audience remarks likable chap isn't he intending to take advantage of his condition to cause pain to his employer Daffy does many stunts to keep the man awake complete with escorting him to room 666 every time he's awakened again the increasingly (laughs) irritated man walks slowly with footsteps to the lobby to the tune of Pop Goes the Weasel and the part where the song says Pop he punches Elmer in the face Elmer at one time gets hit through the phone and in a different time wears a knight's helmet in a futile attempt to stop you from getting hit. Yeah, just, the guy just lifts up the little flap in the front and punches him in the, in the face in the helmet. I remember that. Yeah, so that's a pest in the house. <laughs> Pop goes a weasel. Didn't in a foghorn leghorn one wasn't there there, there was a eat there was the weasel actually going after the eggs like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey weasel look boy don't waste your time with those little yellow fuzz balls what you want's a nice big eating chicken right now like i was saying I know where there's a nice, big, fine-eating Red Island Road. You just wait right here, and when you hear me whistle, come a-running. Oh. And and the dog, you know, he always knew how long the dog's uh, rope was. And then, the you know, the dog tricked him at the end, or, yes. or they, like, changed it, you know. And the dog would get yoked up, Scott Gardner style. Wait. What was the, what was the do you remember there was the one when uh when there was like a uh, a, a tiger was loose and Sylvester oh, the, oh wait no that was with the dog yeah yeah that was yes, like, the uh, dog kept the, chasing it Sylvester was, it, it, so, it was a leopard it okay, was a leopard yes, you're right. right and 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 so they oh I love that one because they corner him and Sylvester's got his his hand is co- covering his eyes and he's got his paw up like he's gonna scratch him and and he goes eh, the pussy cat's gonna scratch me and then the leopard leans over and goes <laughs> and just rips him he falls into like three or four pieces yeah then, then then Sylvester like opens his eyes and the leopard's gone and he starts looking at his claw like I did that like, like, <laughs> oh, that's the one with the with the big bulldog and the little dog right going hey spike and he's jumping around him Hey, Spike, how about we chase cars, huh? Does that sound like fun? Nah. <laughs> that wouldn't be no fun. <laughs> how about beating up a cat? Would you like that, Spike? Huh? Would you like that, huh, Spike? Cat? You know where is it a cat? Yeah, sure, Spike, sure, sure. I know where is it a cat. Oh, boy, we're gonna have fun beating up a cat, ain't we, Spike? Or yeah. maybe I could be confusing them, but but yeah, it's like, eh, the pussy cat's gonna scratch me. 
Yeah, then then the little the little dog goes in and beats up Sylvester, and then and then the big dog starts like following the little dog around. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm 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 loving this, but I'm getting tired, and my list is done. Unless you guys got any more episodes to touch on. Uh, I'm good. We we (laughs) could probably keep going and finding more, but it's almost three hours at this point. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, but that's our episode 400 for everybody. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'd love to hear what you think of the episodes we picked and any episodes that we missed out on that you think were great, and we probably think they're great too. We just didn't remember them. <laughs> it's been fun. See you all in another 100 episodes. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Ah, f*** it.
giving you one second to come out or I'll blow you out. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs>